get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. This is the Ribs and BK Podcast on 101 ESPN. said to me, this relationship is so toxic and so unproductive that it is unpredictable. I do think they'll eventually get a deal. Maybe they'll get it today, maybe over the weekend, and only then can we really begin to assess the damage to the product because of how these negotiations have played out over the last six weeks. That's Blues, former defenseman Jamie Rivers. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kiley. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. The voice you just heard was Buster Olney talking about how toxic things have gotten between the Major League Baseball Players Association and the owners. Jamie, I'm done. I'm done with it. This is going to be a positive Friday, mm-hmm. a feel-good Friday, if you will. Yep. And this is the last day we open with the MLB's negotiations. I'm tired of everybody. Everybody involved in this. So what was the straw that broke the camel's back for you, BK? Because I know I see it in your face today. Like, you you got some anger. There was one thing. There was one thing that happened yesterday that was the straw that broke the camel's back. There were three press releases sent within an hour from the owners and from Tony Clark. Tony Clark sent out a press release. I kid you not. 15 minutes after we got off the air. He sent out another press release 30 minutes later before the owners ever sent anything his way. At that point, I said to myself, I I can't do this anymore. And then and then the gall of Rob Manfred to come out and say, it is physically impossible for us to play 70 games right now because we can't go that far into the calendar. And the health officials have told Rob Manfred they can't have double headers because it would be too much time on the field together. The goal of Rob Manfred to say that a week after he proposed 72 games himself. A week after it. 72 games where they're only getting paid 75%, though. See, those games aren't as hard, BK. You can make those work. Yeah, yeah. So, baseball, it's not you. It's me. (laughs) No, it's actually very much you. And we have to break up. It's a toxic relationship, not just between the owners and the players, but also between myself and the owners and the players, because I get too tied into all of this. I feel like they are having an effect on me emotionally, Jamie. Mm -hmm. And so we're breaking up. 
I'm with you. I'm in on it, too. And baseball, for one thing, it's never me. So it's absolutely you in this this point right in time. Now, listen, I got a question for you because I'm switching gears. I'm done with baseball. I'm literally done with it. So. Oh, wait. Before we switch oh my gears God. from baseball. BK, you're that guy. This is the booty call. A breaking news story. This could be potentially problematic for them getting back on the field as quickly as they want to. Breaking news from Philadelphia, where the Phillies have eight positive tests, including five players and three staff members that have tested positive for COVID-19. Game set match. All right, baseball. It's been nice, yep. but uh, yeah, this is the last time you'll be here. Have from a me. nice day. That would mean, at a minimum, those players and those staff members cannot be back on the field until July third. Unbelievable. This is why you had to have a deal done, ladies and gentlemen, because you needed the two weeks quarantine. We said this at the beginning. You got to backtrack these things, not push it forward, and now you're SOL. So we're done. I've broken up with baseball. Jamie, right, back I'm to I'm moving you. on. Yeah, baseball, you're done. Uh, that's it. So One now. more thing. No, no, <laughs> no, that's it. I'm putting my foot down. I can't reach your mic, but I'll just break something. No, I won't, Mike Ryder. I'm just kidding. Now, speaking of breakups, okay, because okay. we talked about this earlier Uh-oh. in the office. When's the last time, like, the last time you broke up with somebody, right? How did you do it? Did you do it face to face over the phone? Because you guys are substantially younger than I am. Yeah, this is rough. And so, I want to find out your. This is my most embarrassing story. Okay, see, I didn't know this, which is this is a bonus for a a fun Friday. It wasn't my. Go ahead. So, Kara and I were dating our freshman year in college. You say Karen? No, I said Kara. Oh Oh, yes, I thought. Make sure that I said Kara this time. Absolutely, Karen. Sure. Kara and I. We're dating our freshman year in college. I met her. I was in a fraternity. The guys that lived across the hall from me went to high school with Kara. And so I was introduced to her like the first week of school, started talking, enjoyed hanging out. We ended up going to a bunch of day parties together, right? Well, second semester comes around and we've now been talking for a semester. And again, I'm a freshman in college. I have no interest in like actually having a serious relationship with anybody at this time, right? So I decide, you know what? I'm cutting things off. But I don't have the heart to tell her. I don't have the heart to say anything to her that we're cutting things off. To Kara. Okay. Yikes. So, wait, wait, wait. wait. Let me backtrack here. Let me reset. So are you dating Kara at this time or are you dating someone else at this time? Dating Kara at this time. But I've decided it's time to move forward and potentially talk to other other fish in the sea. Other fish in the sea. Okay. Oh, this is getting good. Let me get my chair. I know. So... Um, Carrie used to come over for all of the parties that may or may not have taken place at the fraternity at that time, right? Coke and chips. What? Coke and chips. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola and chips. <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> yeah, what kind of parties are you having, so. BK? Wow. Jeez. I went innocent. BK went a little sideways <laughs> there. Yikes. So. That would cost you a lot of money, by the way. She, <laughs> Continue. she used to come over for the parties, and um, I would be there, obviously, because I lived there. Instead of, like, facing her face-to-face and saying, hey, this isn't going to work, we need to not do this anymore, I decided one night um, I'm just going to avoid her at all costs. Wherever she goes, I'm avoiding her. That's a great idea. It's a great Uh, idea, right? Not great. (laughs) So I get into my room, and I'm hanging out with some friends in there, and... She starts coming down the hallway, and somebody realizes that she's coming down the hall. Oh, my God. Oh, here we go. I have the bright idea at that given time. And again, this is a party I've maybe had one or 14 beers at that point in time. Okay. So I decide, you know what? I'm going to continue my avoidance 
and in our room we have these um, these closets that have just basically like a curtain in front of them. It's yeah. real, real beautiful. High right? end establishment. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So I decide, you know what I'm going to do? No, you're going to hide behind oh this curtain. God. And if she comes in the room, she won't see me. This is going to continue my my plot of avoiding wow, you her. You are legitimately cost. trying to ghost her. Exactly. This is a great plan. This is terrible. It almost worked until she came into the room and realized that she hides her purse behind my curtain because that's the way that she can hide it somewhere that will not be seen by others. That's amazing. And I was hiding behind the curtain. The reveal wasn't great. The reveal was not great. So how, where do we go from there? She pulls the curtain back to find her purse, and there you are holding yeah. your breath. Probably had to pee at the time. Yeah. And she, uh, <laughs> she then says, and Obviously. I quote, I think I'm just going to go home. We didn't talk for a year. So, okay. Full year. Point got across. <laughs> Point was made very yeah, clear. Yeah, but she flipped the script. She did. You were trying to do the, hey, uh, you know, avoid and break up. And she saw that and she's like, yeah, guess what? No, I'm breaking up with you. Would not it would not recommend. Would not recommend going that route. Yikes. Okay, let me, I, I got to dive into this. Okay? A year later, we ended up obviously yeah. getting yeah, yeah, back look, together. And, and now we've been together for story. seven years. I got to dive into your brain here, though, BK. Like, at what point did there, you really think that was a good no, idea? There, there was no activity taking place up there at that time. None. None whatsoever. Yeah, I'm like, that's the, now you've just affected your whole life for that yeah. period of time when just ripped the Band-Aid off. Oh, so her sister, her twin sister, uh, was at Mizzou at that time. She went to Mizzou. Oh, I'm sure she was happy with you. The looks that I would get on campus as I was walking to class and seeing her sister were, I, I, I think there were about three times where I nearly died just from the looks. You're lucky she's not Italian. You might not be here right now. If she would have been. That's a good point. <laughs> Text line 65780. If you have a breakup story, put it on here. This is great. 314. BK jumps out and says, oh, you found me. Nice game of hide and seek. Now you go hide. Like forever. God, greatest game ever. Greatest great. game. I think we need mic drops for these today. We can get some mic drops. is the air comfort service tax line. The Rhino Shield mic drop features on the 101 ESPN app. What is your best breakup story? Oh. We would love to hear from these you today great. as we are all breaking up with baseball right now. So, also, one more thing for you if you uh, want to get in on the tax line. 65780. Your best dad jokes. Jamie Rivers is celebrating Father's Day the only way he knows how <laughs> with some of his favorite dad jokes. So if you've got one, go ahead and throw those in on the text line as well. 65780. Ferrario, do you have a good breakup oh, story? Oh, yeah. I got one that uh, probably doesn't make me look the best. This was back in high school. It's 11-12. Your time oh! check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. We'll get that story next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service tax line. Just told my most embarrassing story, so that's a good way to start the day on a Friday. From the 573, has BK's man card officially been revoked indefinitely? Brother, I never had one. Let's be honest here. <laughs> so, to answer the question, I suppose the answer is uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Might as well. Why not? Your strategy uh, on the breakup is certainly unique to play hide and seek and hope you don't get found. And unfortunately, you didn't do a very good job. So 
I learned I'm not great at the game. Yeah, no. Didn't no. learn that whenever I was a child. Definitely learned it uh, officially as a uh, as a college student. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line if you want to get in your best breakup story as we're all breaking up with Major League Baseball today. Uh, get those in on the text line 65780 or the Rhino Shield mic drop feature on the 101 ESPN app. Also taking your best dad jokes as we celebrate Father's Day here on the show at 65780. Alright Alex Ferrario, before we went to break, I asked you, Alex, do you have a good breakup story? You said, yeah. Back in high school, and then I stopped you right then and yeah. there. Go ahead and You continue. stopped the momentum there. So this was back in high school, and uh, I guess, you know, let me preface this, but this isn't going to make me look good, but so this was when I first started driving. Do you think BK looked good yeah, on that? I don't know. I, I don't <laughs> know. We're all going to be... This is rough. Yeah. Uh, so I, this was when I first started driving, took a girl to the movie theater, and this girl was just obnoxious in terms of insult after insult. I guess that's how she was trying to flirt. Didn't work that well. Uh, insulting because I wasn't doing dating right, if that's the key with this. So at one point, Ferrario hit his max. I'm, I'm done with this. We're sitting in the movie theater. Uh, I'm sick of hearing it. I'm thinking this isn't going to work out really well. So I said, hang on real quick. I'm going to run to the restroom. <laughs> And instead of the restroom, I ran to my vehicle and I drove away. So she had no way to get home. She had no way to get home. <laughs> she texted me after about like 30 minutes when I was in the bathroom and she said, is everything okay? I went the BK route and I ghosted her. Oh my. Um, sent another phone call, left a voicemail. Where the hell are you? And then I finally felt bad and I sent a text that I went home. This is done. And uh, she had to get a ride home. Wow. Do you remember what movie you saw that day? Just out of curiosity. I know you had other things yeah. on, the, on your mind, obviously. You know what? I think it was Dodgeball. Really? I think it was Dodgeball. I know Man, it was a comedy. you missed a good movie there, too. I already saw it. It's okay. fun. <laughs> that was on a date with somebody else. Yeah, I, was, I, I went yeah. back on another date. So. Do you have a good one, Jamie? Okay, so look, I don't know if I have one of those where I absolutely botched it so bad. But we're talking a difference in generation here, right? Like You guys are what, 20 years younger, roughly 20 years younger than me. And we used to have to use the house phone. We didn't have text messages. The cord. Yeah, we didn't have, you know, uh, email or Snapchat or anything like that. So when you made a phone call, two things on this. If you wanted to make lovey, lovey voices and whatnot, like you're sitting, I'm sitting in the kitchen with my mother who's cooking dinner or cleaning up after. I'm sitting there like in front of her and I have to do my personal phone call in front of her. So a very different animal altogether. And I remember one time there was a girl, this is a long time ago, and I was dated her a couple of times and I was like, you know what? I was, wasn't injured. Like you're a kid, right? Like you move on quickly in, in life. And, and I was trying to break up with her. And mid-breakup, my mother started to scold me. Why are you breaking up with that young lady? Bop, bop. I'm like, oh, my God. And so the girl is, like, trying to talk through me to my mom. And then the girl's father gets on the phone. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, this was Yikes. awful. It was awful. And, of course, he, he wasn't awful to me. But, you know, th things are going sideways at this point. And I, I just panicked. And I was like, I'm sorry, sir. I don't like your daughter. And I hung up. <laughs> <laughs> and I hung up the phone and, you know, that that heat that you get over your body yeah. of like embarrassment, nervousness. I, I've sweating. never felt that before, so I can't, can't relate. <laughs> so my, my mom looked at me and, uh, you know, it was kind of a funny moment. And then we went on to have 
a good talk from there. But yeah, so doing that was a lot more difficult back in the day because you either had to do it face to face or directly on the phone. You, you couldn't just ghost the text messages. I just got a text from my mom and she said, you want a good breakup story? Your dad broke up with me my senior year in high school on New Year's Eve at six o'clock oh and God. then spent it with my girlfriend's cousin. <laughs> Just just true champ mode. Wow. Speaking of which, yikes. Alex Ferrario's father, Ernie Ferrario, will join us coming up here in just about 10 minutes on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. So I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of dads, dad jokes always welcome. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service sex line. Hey, guys, going camping is pretty intense. Hashtag dad jokes. Oh, my God. Him a blow. <laughs> Pretty intense. I-N-T-E-N-S-E. I like that. I like, like there that. There was one? one here that I really uh, got a giggle at earlier. Uh, let's see here. Uh, why the heck is this thing? I don't know. This text Yikes. line just jumps around. Oh, there we go. Why did the can quit his job? Because it was soda pressing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's probably a good sounder for all of these, isn't it? Yeah. If you've got a dad joke, 65780 is the Air Comfort Service sex line to get involved in the show. So, Ferrario, uh, this is not going to sound organic at all, but we have Connor. Connor has a mic drop. Is he on, does he have a story or does he have a dad joke? He is you on story for a breakup. All right. all right. So, we're breaking up with baseball. We are done with these negotiations. We can't do it anymore. From here on out, if they've got negotiations, it can't be the lead of our show. We're not doing it. We're out, baseball. Figure it out. Get your deal done. We're breaking up, so we're hearing your best breakup stories PK on the Rhino Show. Mic drop you. feature on the 101 <laughs> ESPN app. Let's hear from Connor. The last time I broke up with a girl, she cut my hair. We've been together for about four years. So I go get my hair cut. I would never pay. Signed it up. Went, got my hair cut. And at the end, I pulled my wallet out to pay, and she's like, what are you doing? gave her some money and I said well sorry but I'm done so I guess I had to leave a pretty good tip <laughs> that's you know what I respect the move because if he's getting free haircuts that means hey we're together it's kind of like I'm taking care of you this is a this is a statement Pulling out money is like yeah it ain't like it used to be I'm paying you because this is a business transaction that's yes, cold. it is cold it is cold-hearted that is something that me as an Italian I could see that happening in an Italian family, like a, the guy goes to the barber and the woman who's who's doing the hair. It, you better make sure that. you know who her father is. If we're talking Italian here, yeah. fair point. Yeah, you'd be swimming with the fish. That razor sharp if they're Italian. The Rhino Shield mic drop feature on the 101 ESPN app. Let's hear from Brendan. Had a girlfriend. Things were not going great. Was telling all my buddies, yeah, I'm dumping her. You know, forget about it. Go to her house and do it. As I get there, things kind of start working out. Everything's going fine. I don't break up with her just yet. Feel my phone go off. I go to the bathroom and check my phone. It's my buddies. Hey, did you break up with her? Break up with her. I thought I texted my buddies that I'm breaking up with her now, but it actually went to the girl sitting out there that I was supposed to. So, yeah, oh, awkward. Brendan. Oh. oh, wow. Well, at least he got his point across, it, I guess, it right? Did. The point ended up getting across. 65780, by the way, is the Air Comfort Service text line. We're getting some good dad jokes here. I always tell my wife to go into the corner when she's cold. <laughs> it's always kept at 90 degrees. 
Oh my God! Have you guys seen the video? And this this was that's bad even by my. This standards. video was big like a couple months ago, where it was a, it was a guy in a grocery store with his girlfriend, and as he's going through the grocery store with a shopping cart, he's just making dad jokes for every piece of food that he finds. It's incredible. I'm going to look it up during a commercial. What break. do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. Oh wow! What do you call a non-griller? A BK. <laughs> BK, that wasn't me. That was a texter, buddy. I, I don't agree with that. I don't know if that's one we've seen before, but I sure do like it. <laughs> what happens when you eat aluminum? You sheet metal. Uh, that's good. Did you hear they just reopened Legoland in Florida? There were lines for blocks. Oh, wow. <laughs> 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line. These are my jokes. These are your jokes. So <laughs> I just want to throw that one out there. If you've got any dad jokes, feel free to go ahead and throw those in. We've got one more Rhino Shield mic drop on the 101 ESPN app tell, talking about their best breakup stories. This one comes from Ross. Mine was very similar to Ferrario. Um, I was at a casino with a gal, and uh, I couldn't stand her. She was just the worst, and uh, not the best, like you guys. Um, I left. I went home after I said I was going to the bathroom. She asked me how I was doing. I said, explosive diarrhea. It's going to be a while. <laughs> then I told her I was at home after she called me, and then she showed up and was like, hi, what are you doing? I was like, uh, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I suppose you got your you got your point across at the very minimum. Go to the explosive diarrhea like that's serious. That's when you. I, I feel like uh, they must have been together a while, or maybe not. And that's like he thought for sure this is going to seal this the deal. Like, who wants to date a guy that's telling telling her he has explosive diarrhea? I mean, that'd be a crappy thing to do. <laughs> what? What I say? Did you get that one from the text line, or was no. that all on your own? That's homegrown. Happy Father's Day, buddy. <laughs> happy, happy Father's Day. My kids have one that I tell them all the time, and uh, I don't know if I've seen it or heard it anywhere else. I said it one day to them a long time ago. I'll give you full credit for this one. Okay, give me full credit. I'm going to take credit. Whatever. My oldest daughter was going through school, and she was reading books, and they give you certain books, and this is a very historical book that she was reading, and for some reason, I don't know why I went there. But I said to her, I go, hey, hey, Carson, what's the Mexican's favorite book? And she's like, I don't know. You know, I go, Tequila Mockingbird. <laughs> no, 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 that was a good one. That was a good one. I'll, I'll give you credit on that one. That one was... <laughs> That one wasn't bad. Yeah, that one got a, a head turn around and a, like a head tilt. Like, what did you just say? I think she was like eight. She's like, what's tequila? I'm like, never mind. <laughs> That's Jamie Rivers. He likes to drink tequila. That's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line for questions and answers. We'll get to those coming up in about 15 minutes. But coming up next, we're celebrating Father's Day with all of our fathers coming on the show. First up. Alex Ferrario's dad, Ernie Ferrario. He joins us next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line. We're taking your dad jokes as we continue celebrating Father's Day here on Ribs and BK. From the 618, why do you bring an extra pair of socks to the golf course? In case you get a hole in one. 
Oh, that's incredible. Wow. <laughs> that deserves the party horn. Also from the 636, why don't eggs tell jokes? Because they crack each other up. Oh, I was looking for that one, too. <laughs> Dang it. We're celebrating Father's Day all day right here on Ribs and BK. If you've got a father's or a dad's joke, 65780 is the Air Comfort Service tax line to get them in. But right now, we celebrate Father's Day by going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by one Ernie Ferrario, also known as Alex Ferrario's dad. Ernie, thank you so much for hopping on with us today. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning, boys. Good morning to you. Dad, how does it feel to be making the radio debut, huh? Uh, it's, it feels pretty good. It's, uh, I, I'm going to have to watch my language, I guess. But I, I, being, being Italian, I got all the hands moving at one time, though. Hands moving. Well, let's hope you're not driving, Ernie. <laughs> no, I, I, I pulled over, so I'm parked. All right, Dad, let's start with this, because as you heard Brandon mention when we were coming out of the break, we were talking about breakups and the worst breakups, because we're breaking up with baseball after all of this BS these last couple of months. And of course, your wife decides to text me and tell me that, which I already knew, but Jamie, Brandon, and our audience didn't, you decided to break up with her on New Year's Eve and uh, find uh, her best friend's cousin to date. Yeah. I mean, that is accurate to a certain degree. <laughs> you dog, Ernie. But, but let me tell you the, the story behind the story that uh, my wife doesn't seem to want to tell. For about six months of us dating, I believe I was suspicious of her basically two-timing me, going out with another guy. And uh, it was it was just, it, it was it was karma coming. That's all I could say. It's karma coming. <laughs> I brought this up in hopes that we have a very friendly Father's Day on Sunday. And, Dad, I don't know about that anymore. Yeah, well, that's uh, there's a lot more to the story, but we won't go into that right now. Ferrario, did you know that part of the story? I did. So this, okay. so we have these conversations all the time. My family has no barriers. Like we will bring up anything at the dinner table, and that has been brought up numerous times. I love it. I love it so much. All right, Ernie, I've got a question for you because Alex Ferrario was growing up in St. Louis, and for some reason, I mean, he was a Cardinals fan. Don't get me wrong, but Ferrario, it, it appears from the point that he came out of the womb was watching hockey. The day that he came out of the womb. What was Alex Ferrario like as a kid, just growing up as this unbelievable Blues fan? Uh, well, I, I have to tell the story back when he was I want to say he was probably six years old, oh, no. and I used to alternate taking my daughter Jamie to the hockey game and then I would take my son Alex to the hockey game and I would go back and forth to you know keep it an even keel well there was one game that it was Alex's turn to go and he was all wrapped up in his Pokemon cards or Pikachu or Charizard whatever the heck they were impressive that you knew those names and 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 he didn't he he didn't want to go and I kept telling him it's his turn to go. It's his turn to go. And he's like, I I, I want to go, but I don't want to go. But I don't want my sister to go. So, 
you know, it, it, so the bottom line was my, my, my daughter ended up going with me to the hockey game that night. And lo and behold, we got selected. And, Jamie, you may remember this. When the Blues, during intermission, they would put a board in front of the goalie net, and they'd have little kids come out and try to get the puck in the, in the cutout slot. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Selected, Jamie got selected to go on the ice. And she put the puck in the net, and we brought home a bite that night. And Alex was so mad. Was so it was pissed just, off. It was, just, it was just hilarious. Okay, now, Ernie, I got to follow up on this, okay? Because your daughter, she showed up for the game, and in the clutch, she put the goal in, right? So now, if we were yeah. able to rewind time and go back and, let's say, Alex got picked to go to the game and Alex got picked to get on the blue line and shoot the puck. Do you think Alex is coming home with the bike or was his sister just a little bit better? No, Jamie, I think when Alex wound up with the stick, I think the skates would have came out from underneath him and he probably would have had a crack tooth. <laughs> well, we know how that goes with Alex because he's had a couple of those at this point, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> that's jump. That's that's a hundred percent true. Ernie, I got a quick question. So we got Alex Ferrario, who's a young high school gentleman at this time. What kind of student was Alex in high school? Was he, you know, a good straight A student? Did you have to sit him down? Oh, I don't know, once a semester and talk to him. And you know, sports and all that. Tell us about Alex in the high school years. Uh, his high school year, Alex Alex was a decent student, if I remember correct. I, I want to say he graduated with a 3.7 uh, grade point average. and uh, But, you know, he was a last-minute studier. He wouldn't, he wouldn't do any of his homework until the day before it was due, and, and he'd get it done. But there'd be a high degree of stress and anxiety on him to get it done. And... Uh, but but for the most part, he he was he was a very good student. When uh, did you... he did? Go ahead. My apologies. Go ahead. That's right. He did. He did get involved with sports. He tried. Uh, he he played basketball and uh, he played soccer and he also did track for. Uh, I want to say for maybe one or two track meets because at the end of his, I think it was a 440 run or a 660, he puked all over the all over the track. That's when I knew I wouldn't be an athlete from that point forward. I said maybe I should find a different way to be involved with sports. Oh my gosh! And, and at that point, at that point, track was out of the question for him. Now, when did he tell you I want to go into radio? Like not just any job. I want to do radio. And what was your reaction? whenever he told you that uh i was i was i was kind of excited for him i mean he always he always loved sports and when he was at lindenwood uh, you know he actually wanted to do play-by-play and uh or you know he wanted to be a, a play-by-play broadcaster and the opportunity didn't really occur for that for him so uh he got into the the radio side of it uh the the oops you know the 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 broadcasting and stuff and uh it's it's been great i mean it's he's he's i mean to watch him experience what he experienced with the blues last year is living my freaking dream <laughs> and uh, i mean it was just it was just awesome for him to be involved with that and uh it's it's been great i mean 
it, it's been so enjoyable watching them grow in, in this industry and, uh, you know, working with you guys and, and doing what he does with Chris Kerber and Joe Vitale. It's, it's just been, it's been beyond beyond special for me. All right, we're talking with Ernie Ferrario here on Rivs and BK 101 ESPN, and we are asking him about Alex Ferrario, his son, who is our third man in on the board here. Absolutely. Uh, Ernie, you brought up last year with the St. Louis Blues and how amazing that was. Now, you've been a Blues fan for a long time as well. How great was it to celebrate that moment with your son last year? You know, it, it was, it was, I mean, it was unbelievably awesome. I waited, what, 50, 51 years to, to see this happen. And of course, you know, last year was the, I, I had had been a half season ticket holder and a full season ticket holder for probably seven, eight, nine years. And, uh, last year I, I, I was kind of frustrated with the year before and I relinquished my tickets, of course. And, uh, I knew that was going to happen. And, <laughs> Uh, of course, they go to the Stanley Cup, but I did. I, I was able to partake in, in the playoff games, and I did buy a ticket to Game Six of the of the Stanley Cup Finals, which, as we all know, was a losing game. But the atmosphere and the experience was just tremendously awesome. And then to to see Alex go go to Boston and be there for the for the game winner and and watch all that just basically unfold was I, I mean it was just a, it was it was a once in a lifetime experience dad before we let you go and wrap up you know everybody here talks about how i did pest control and i'm a pest control <laughs> technician i want you to explain to brandon and jamie and our listeners how phenomenal of a pest control technician i truly am <laughs> oh boy <laughs> <laughs> that might say it all that's it <laughs> You know, he, he's, he's, he's average to slightly above average. And, but whenever he encounters a snake, it's game over. I, I've had him, I've had him go out and work in the field and he would text me a picture of a snake that he encountered and he's like, I'm done. I'm going home. And it's like, it was his first stop of the day. <laughs> Ernie, the final. So, you know, so he's he, he's a good employee. He does good work. He's uh he and hopefully you guys see it on his with his work ethic there. But uh, he's he's a good employee for us when he does work. Final thing that I've got for you, Ernie. What is the one thing that stood out to you about Alex as a kid? What 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 is a lasting memory? Um, something that's in particular that immediately comes to mind when you think of Alex Ferrario as a child. What is that image that's immediately popping into the back of your head right now? Well, I got I got two things real quick, BK. That I'll tell you. Uh, the first one is there was a period of time at the end of high school, beginning of college, where Alex thought that he was going to be a prank master in our family. <laughs> and that was, that was a huge mistake. Um, Learn from the best. So, so he, yeah, he tried some little stupid prank on me and his mother one time, and it was like, okay, you, you started it now. And I got to tell you, me, and, me and, and Alex's mom, we basically filled his tube of toothpaste up with Crisco. 
And when he went to brush his teeth, he was brushing his teeth with Crisco. And from that day forward, I don't think he's ever done another prank on him. <laughs> nope. I learned my lesson. Can't blame him. And I don't even know I don't even know to this day if he's got all the Crisco out of his mouth yet. <laughs> well, there's seven teeth missing, so it's gotta be out somewhat. <laughs> So that that was that was just uh, that and, and like I said uh, you know I'm I'm one of those prank pranksters that you know I don't get even with people I get way ahead and he's never he's never done anything at that point since the last thing I want to tell you guys is I got a, an Italian joke for you to oh, kind of end my conversation fantastic I'm buttons ready why do Italians not have freckles. Why is that? Because they keep sliding off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Ryder didn't get it. Uh, I love it. Well, thank you. Give, give, fill them in, Al. Yeah. Fill them in about uh, the greasiness. We'll, we'll of, break uh, out the crayons and show them. Don't worry. We'll take care all of it. Right. I, I, I know you guys will. So, hey, thanks a lot for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. This, this was enjoyable for me. And, uh, you guys, I, in the words of your texters, you guys are the best. <laughs> uh, Dad, hey, thanks so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. I, I love you so much, and uh, looking forward to uh, celebrating on the golf course with you this weekend. No problem. Thanks, guys. See you, Dad. Love you, Pops. Awesome. That was Ernie Ferrario, otherwise known as Alex Ferrario's father. We didn't get there, but my last question was going to be, Ernie, how does it feel to be the best Ferrario on radio? <laughs> he was incredible. <laughs> he was absolutely incredible. It was awesome. I am so happy, first of all, that we were able to do that. And second of all, that we're having Jamie's dad. I know. I, I, I'm so excited for okay, both of your dads. Look, I'm just going to put the disclaimer out there right now, okay? Big Jim, my father, chief rolling chief. puck. Um, <laughs> this guy is a beauty, all right? I have no idea what's going to come out of his mouth next. I have no idea what road we're going to go down. I have no idea how far off the rails we're going to go. But I will tell you that it's going to be probably pretty funny. So... He's going to join us coming up at noon. My dad will be on with us coming up at 1230. We've got a mystery guest coming your way at 130. But questions and answers, 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line. Questions and answers is next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. With Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line for questions and answers. We will certainly get to a few of your mic drops on the Rhino Shield mic drop feature on the 101 ESPN app as well. We're breaking up with baseball today. So we want to hear your best breakup stories. We'll get to those here in just a moment. You know, if you send something in about Kansas City, I'm going to am- ask the question for you guys. Oh, boy. From the 314, BK, what's your favorite barbecue place in Kansas City? Can Joe's be beaten? Uh-oh. The answer to that question, the second question, is no. Oklahoma Joe's, now Joe's KC, is the best barbecue place in Kansas City. That being said... Q39 is a fantastic spot as well. And if you're looking for a traditional barbecue spot, like a joint in KC, I always recommend going to Gates. Gates is my favorite in Always KC. recommend going okay, to but Gates. But I want to clarify something here right now. Just because Joe's is the best, okay, in your words, 
What is your favorite one, though? That was the question. Joe's is my favorite. It's a favorite. Okay. Yeah. Joe's well, is my favorite in KC. Well, Just no. because one's the best, you may have another favorite to go I to. I actually think you can make a solid argument Q39 is better than Joe's. Oh. But Joe's is in a gas station, and there's an experience of waiting in the line and then getting your burn-ins. Uh, it's it's just fantastic. BK's, that place makes me gassy. In BK's defense, the best is his favorite. Joe Vitale is the best. Ooh, good and point. And Joe Vitale is his favorite. This is true. Good point. Uh, in that particular one, yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, I will say, St. Louis has some great barbecue. Great barbecue. The, 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 the only difference between St. Louis and Kansas City in terms of the barbecue, in my opinion, is the quantity of them. There are fewer great barbecue places in St. Louis, but the ones that are here, we've got some really, really good ones. My favorite in town is Salt and Smoke. Salt and but Smoke's the best. There's a lot of great places my here My favorite as well. one in town? The one who comps my dinner. See what you did there. <laughs> Way to read the fence, Ribs. 65780 is the air comfort service text line for questions and answers. Guys, you know what cannot run through a campground? Let me ask this again. Did you, you know like that a, you cannot run through a campground? What's that? Try it again. Hold on. Do you need a take Sorry, two? Yeah, yeah, let's take go. Right. <laughs> Did you know that you cannot run through a campground? Okay, I'll bite. Why is that, BK? You can only ran because it's past tense. Uh, well, now you're like... That now was, you, hey, that that was, was an educated dad joke. That was a we went blues yeah. right there. <laughs> Let's go to the Rhino Shield mic drop feature on the 101 ESPN app. Darren? Darren has a story about how he's uh, had a bad, a bad breakup. Hey, boys, I got a little different breakup story for you. When I was younger, I used to date two or three girls at a time, and I would let them know. I was very open that I was open dating and didn't want anything serious. I met this young lady, Melanie, that was gorgeous and perfect. I called the two other girls that I was dating at the time and told them, I'm sorry, I met somebody. I'm going to try this monogamy thing. We just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary, and she gave me three wonderful children that will be taking care of me this weekend. Have a good day, guys. Into the story. Very deserving. Monogamy worked. Didn't know that it was going to end that way, but no. glad it did. This guy, Darren, must have been quite the ladies' man, though, eh? Where'd he go, Darren? Well, let's go back to the Rhino Shield mic drop feature where we're going to hear from Andrew. Well, I got to say, it wasn't glorious, but I didn't break up with her. She didn't break up with me. It's actually her dad that made her break up with me because one day she told me to come home with her. I'm like, okay. So I did, and uh, it was. We actually went back to her parents' house because that's where she was living. And uh, I went out to the kitchen to get something. By the way, we were pretty drunk. And I went back to get into bed, and I thought I was getting to bed with her, but I got into bed with her parents, and her wow. dad wasn't too happy. Yikes! Wow! I have not made that mistake. <laughs> Never make that mistake, BK. That's next week's challenge. No, no, uh-uh. challenge denied. Up front. Right now, challenge denied. Will not. Oh, my gosh. I'll never forget, actually, quick story about that. We Remember we had Matthew Schneider on here? What, say, cu- couple, quick story. Yeah. Well, say, whatever. Okay. We had Matthew Schneider on here a couple weeks ago. Uh, I don't know what his title is. Basically, second in charge for the NHL. Special assistant or something like yeah. that. Yeah. He's, he's a big wig. Big guy. Big deal. Now, my first road trip with the Detroit Red Wings, I just, gotten, uh, just signed there. We go on the road. Matthew Schneider is my roommate. I don't know Matthew Schneider 
at all. Like, played against him. We know each other, but don't know him, no. We've never been teammates before. So I get up. Oh, I don't know, about midnight. I think he's asleep at the time. I go to the bathroom. And when I come back, I purposely crawl in bed with him. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I get in the bed. I'm like, hey, scooch over just a little bit. And the look on his face was incredible. He, it was panic and fear all at the same time. And then, of course, I broke it up with some laughter. And he's like, oh, my God, I had no idea what was going on there. <laughs> I, fig- I said I figured I'd break the ice. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service tax line. We've got a couple more dad jokes that we've got to get to here as we're celebrating Father's Day on Ribs and BK. Jamie's dad coming up here in just a moment. From the 618, what runs around a yard but does not move? (sighs) Me? A fence. Runs around a yard but does not move. No, that's a... That's a... Is it... It was a... Hold on. It was a bad one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, come on. Right from these here. From the 618, last one for you. Two goldfish are in a tank. One looks at the other and says, do you know how to drive this thing? (laughs) That's a good one. That's a good one. I don't get it. They're in a tank. Yeah. Like a like tank. A, a oh, tank. my God. <laughs> That's a fail for you, Rivs. I know. That's it. I might, you know what? I might just be breaking up with this show today. No, I'm not. Well, you can't break up with your father. That I'm breaking up now before we get to Big Jim. We're out. And he's going to join us coming up next. Jamie's father, otherwise known as, according to Jamie, Chief Rolling Puck. We're going to find out how he got that nickname and what the hell Jamie was like as a kid. We'll get to all of that next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. Defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. I've been looking forward to this segment <laughs> all week long. I'm not overstating that. I've legitimately been looking forward to this since the beginning of the week when we had the idea to have Jamie's father on. And we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by a man that I will affectionately call Big Jim a.k.a. Jamie Rivers' father. Now, Jamie, I think you have a disclaimer that you want to throw out there before we throw it to Big Jim. Yeah, Dad, I know you're listening right now. We are actually live on the radio. You're no longer on hold, okay? Okay, good. <laughs> Big Jim, how are you doing today? I'm doing actually very very well, really. I've been getting ready for to talk about my boys, about hockey, about uh, training, different things. So I don't know where you guys want to start, but I know where I'd like to start. Well, I will allow you to start wherever you would like to start, Big Jim. What what would you like to get us going with? Well, first of all, my two boys, when they were born, after about, oh, a couple of years, I said, or it was five years, really, and I said they'll both be playing in the NHL. Everybody laughed. Yeah, yeah, right, Rivers. What do you think your kids are? And you know what? I decided to make them champions. And what I did, and without killing them or choking them, you know what I mean? Uh, Like a lot of parents did that. Um, And when I did some of that, my wife corrected me. 
and said, they're, they're only young. And I said, you're right. But to be professional, you better start now. Anyways, they had a ball. They both learned to skate at a young age. And the reason they learned how to skate is because, uh, first of all, they played in the laneway. And the driveway. My wife, eh? No, I'm just translating Canadian for our listeners because they don't have laneways here. They have driveways, Dad. Sorry, keep going. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, where we put the cars? Yeah, there you go. boy. Hey, how's that? Yeah, much better. Uh, and really, they both were kind of drawn towards hockey. And the funny part of it is once they started hockey, I wanted them to be hockey players. I knew they would be because of the way I was going to train them. But the problem was at that time, you had to start in the league, you have to get known, you have to play. Well, my wife, when I was busy working and making money so we could enjoy hockey, uh, would be out in the laneway pregnant for my son, Sean. And playing hockey with them, at first just Sean, then when Jamie was born and at two or three years old, he was out in the laneway with my wife. She taught them how to stick handle, along with a guy named Chris Finnerty in Ottawa. He's, he was the type that would drop his wallet on the road and show myself or the kids how to stick handle right on the street. He taught my boys a lot about hockey. He really enjoyed himself. Uh, my boys enjoyed themselves so much that we made a rink. <laughs> this is we true. made a rink in the backyard. <laughs> For, now, I'll tell you a little story about that. I took them in the back, and they were all excited. Oh, man, I said, Look, you can shoot it off the back of the garage. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah? Hey? Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, keep going. Okay. Anyways, I come back to see what they were doing. The back of the garage was full of holes. <laughs> because they had good shots. And they could and they put it through. I said, why didn't you stop after one hole? Well, they said, we thought you said we could do whatever we wanted after. <laughs> Imagine that. I said, you got to be kidding me. So that was the beginning of their social hockey because they had all their friends in there and doing that. Well, then they got into the hockey league itself. And, you know, they had to learn to shoot a puck. So Dad was watching them oh, play with God. the little sticks. And I said, no, 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 that's not the way you do it. You do it this way. And I took a little dinky car, and I fired it at the door right through the window. <laughs> okay. Right through the window. Wait, Dad, I got to stop you there, okay? Because you're not being completely uh, informational here on this one. We were playing in the house, and my brother and I would run up and down the hallway and smash sticks off the wall, smash each other into the wall. <laughs> and my dad was sick of it. And he's saying, you know, you guys are shooting this. You're breaking up my walls. And, Dad, you got mad and took the <laughs> hockey stick. And you fired the car down the hallway trying to be, you know, angry at us. And
and the thing went right through the window. And my brother and I both looked at him and said, yeah, Dad, you probably shouldn't break things around here. <laughs> you know, fathers and mothers go through a lot with kids who play hockey in the house. They, uh, you know, uh, I told you about the rink in the backyard because I, I wanted you to understand that's how they really started and got going. And every time they went out to play hockey, they played good. They could score. Jamie was a stick handler, and Sean was a speedster. So every chance I went to a hockey game, I knew I would watch my boys because they get on the ice because they were always needed. Uh, I used to take them in the beginning and sit them up in the stands with me. And they were wondering why. I said, I want you to pick out at this practice who's a good player and who isn't, what he does and what he doesn't do. At first they thought, well, you know, dad. Yeah, we thought it was dumb. <laughs> Just to uh, bring you yeah, inside the... I didn't the, want the to say period. that. Really, no, that's you know okay. What I mean? we, thought you were, uh, yeah, we thought you were insane. It's okay. Keep going. Yeah. And what they did was they learned how another hockey player plays. They were on defense, and they learned how a guy would come in, always go to the right. A guy would come in, deke once, go to the center. So I used to make them tell me who was a player, if they wanted to pick one, who did they pick? And they would always pick a good hockey player. After a while, when they played in the higher leagues, that's what happened. They started to understand how a guy would come in on them, how they could look from their legs and underneath to see who was coming because they had studied the player. So they knew exactly who was coming behind them, and if it was a train, they moved. <laughs> 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 and if it wasn't, well, they deked him out and stole a puck. Whatever. So, you know, that was one of the things that uh, comes to mind. And Jamie was not the most ambitious guy in the world. <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but... No, I please will. do. Please say it. Yeah. I please, was, please okay. on that Hang on. Oh, Dad, let's set the record straight here, okay? I was ambitious for hockey. Everything else, eh, not so much. <laughs> well, I'll give you as an example. Ugh. I left my two boys, and we went someplace, my wife and I. And I had left strict instruction for him to cut the lawn. Oh, God. Yeah, you know what's coming, eh, son? <laughs> uh, what, what he did was he managed to break. I kept this lawnmower together. We were not rich, so I kept it together, uh, pieces and all that, but I kept it together. My other son would cut the grass, no problem. <laughs> Jamie would cut the grass. I came home and he couldn't finish it. I said, why? Well, this broke. That broke. The handle fell off. What a guy. And, uh, you know, and he, he, he just accepted it. Oh, yeah. That's the way it is. Well, it shows you the ambition he had because he knew damn well if it was broken, he couldn't cut the grass. How's that for a start? You know? This is true. This is true. You know, I I used to coach my sons always. And they listened. 
surprisingly. <laughs> but they did listen. And I, they, they, I was asked to be a coach one year. And I said, <clears throat> the guy that was the coach at that time said, well, take the team over next year if you know so much. Well, I took it over. <laughs> and when I took it over, in the dressing room, the first thing I did was I put all the defense together. And I called them raw meat. <laughs> Mentally. <laughs> then, then I put all the lines together so that it would remember the voice. When a kid yelled to him from the, his wing, he would pass the puck automatically because he knew the voice. I then, I called, there was these three little kids and nobody wanted them. I took them. And I thought and thought about it and I said, you know what, I'm going to call them the Smurfs. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave them a name and I gave them something to do. I said, when I put you guys on, you follow anyone who has the puck right to the dressing room or the bathroom, whatever. But that's your job. And you know what? They got so confident, they started scoring goals. They got good, that's for sure. We had a good season that year, for sure. The best. Yeah. I'm getting to some of these things quickly. I had a puck. And I'm sitting in my living room at night, and I'm saying... How can I make them want that? So what I did is I took a puck, all of them, enough for every kid there, and I took white out, and I put on it our puck. And I walked around the room, and I gave each one a puck. And after doing that, I said, I want you to remember one thing, if nothing else. I wrote on it, our puck. That means that when you play out there, someone else, if he's on the other team, has your puck. <laughs> Go take it down. Take it away. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jamie will remember that because he was on the team. I had Jamie and this other guy, Chris Hall. And, you know, I had another guy called the locomotive. I gave them names. Yes, you did. <laughs> and yes, the reason I did, did is, yeah, and I did because it mattered to the parent. And I, I was in motivation. I used to do public speaking. <laughs> At that time, I used to tell everyone in the dressing room, hold hands. They'd all hold hands. Because, you see, electricity travels through the body. <laughs> you remember this, Jamie? Yeah. <laughs> and I would make them shout, yay, yay, whatever I wanted to shout. But they had to continuously say it, and it, it's a magnetic field would round the team because they're all holding hands. Oh, my God. Dad, I got to stop you right there. I got to stop you. I love you, Dad. But right now, you I tell you what, you're losing me. 
<laughs> You're right now. Why am I losing you? Not losing me. No, don't get mad at me. Don't put me in timeout. All right. Don't okay. do that. It just I, I I know that we have these discussions all the time, Dad. I love you. Not everybody's into the electromagnetic fields. Okay. Okay. Now, All right. So, I'll move on. Yeah, let's move on. Let's get it back on the rails here, okay? <laughs> okay. What, what I want you to talk about a little bit is the fact uh, is, you know, Sean and I going up through the teenage years. And maybe, look, everybody knows I end up being a hockey player. The story's already been, it's been written. You know what I mean? But maybe some fun stuff that you can remember about growing up and some of the things we did that maybe aren't hockey related. I mean, is there any story that jumps off the page at you? Okay, here, just a second. I might as well tell you a few things more than that. Eh? <laughs> as long as it's not oh, electromagnetic that. fields, please. Okay, how about going to the next level when you were in juniors? Okay. And you uh, were out late because you came home. <laughs> and you were out late and you had just got a Jeep. And you came home and you parked it in the laneway, and it was late at night. I don't know where you were. I think you were praying. Yeah. <laughs> and you heard a noise in the yard. You thought someone was stealing something out of your new Jeep, and you went down the street, chased them all the way down the street, and found out he was a newspaper guy. <laughs> How's that? Okay, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, now, this is a true story. Um, I know, they're all true. Th- yes, this is a true story. I, I may have had a couple of cold, frosty beverages that night, and it may have been, oh, I don't know, 5 a.m. in the morning. And I did yeah. have a new Jeep, and I was pretty darn proud of that thing. And I saw headlights pull in. Why I was still awake, or I don't know, was bumbling around. And I thought to myself, somebody's stealing something out of my Jeep. So I tore out of the house. And chased his car down the street. And as I got close to the car, I noticed like four stacks of newspapers in the back of this thing. And it was the paper guy. And I, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Dad, but I think we had a few. Did we not have some issues with the paper guy following that? Yeah. <laughs> Just a bit. I was lucky I ever got a paper again. <laughs> Yeah, they're, okay. 
I got a great story to tell, Dad, and this is going to be at both of our expense, okay? Okay. So my, my, I thought I was perfect. No, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, you've painted okay. quite. Yeah. The, our listeners know that I like to have the odd beverage, so they're not surprised by that. Um, <laughs> might have heard. Might, might have been it's a thing. Grapevine. So let's go back in time real quick. And my brother and I played hockey in the driveway slash laneway, according to Big Jim. And we did it every day. I, one of us would be goalie. One of us would be out shooting. And my dad came home from work one day. And it was... <laughs> It was, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Buckle up, Buttercup. So, <laughs> I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, my dad hates the heat. And he, you know, if it's hot outside, he sweats. And he literally, like, sends him to, like, a bad place. Like, he gets angry. And so he's trying to tell my brother something serious. And I'm bored. Of course, I'm bored. I don't want to hear my dad talk to my brother. Like, let's go. We're playing hockey. So I take the tennis ball, and I just start shooting it off my dad's shin. Why? I don't know. It seemed like a great idea at the time. I'm, like, thinking in my head, you know what? I'm just going to rattle him enough to be like, okay, I'll leave you alone. Well, every now and then, you have... You know, it gets caught in the curve, right? Like, you get it gets caught in the curve, so you get a little more elevation than you were wanting to get at the time. Well, yeah. the tennis ball ended up in Big Jim's balls, and <laughs> he, the, the look of Satan himself came out, and I... I tried to run down the driveway, and my dad may or may not have um, introduced his briefcase to the back of my legs as I was uh, running down. Uh, now, I tripped and fell, and, you know, my dad was furious. It was hilarious. It's hilarious now, and then I'm sitting there crying, looking for some sympathy, of course, and I'm like, I think my leg's broken. And my dad's like, well, good. Jump up here and grab my briefcase on the How way up. How old were you at this point? Uh, like nine or <laughs> ten years old. And A little the, older, about 11. Was it 11? Uh, and do yeah, you, and you ran away when you hit me. <laughs> and I threw the suitcase and right across the back of your legs. And you fell down. And I said, don't you ever run from me. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the option was better to stick around, right? <laughs> yeah, because you would, nothing would have happened. That's a good point. That was I a good lesson. I told him that. So, you know, we, we used to get uh, phone calls in the middle of the night from either one of them. Either one of my sons. And they would tell me where they were. And this is three or four in the morning. Who they're with? And introduce them on the phone to me. And you know, when you have a girl saying, "Hello, Mr. Rivers," and I say, "Who's this?" Well, I'm Sydney or Joanne. And I said, "How can I help you?" Oh, Sean, Jamie or Sean wanted to let you know. They know me. <laughs> it was just I a wake-up call for work, Dad. That's all. And I'd say, could you could put, put him back on the phone? <laughs> so, and we got through a lot of those. Oh, yeah. But well, not so always, many. Not so many. But you were always told, my boys were always told, no matter what time it is, no matter where you are, if you call me, you don't even have to just tell me where you are. That's the first thing. Where you are, and I'll go get you. Mm -hmm. I don't care what time it is, where it is, I'll go get you. And I did. 
You did, Dad. You did. You've always been there for me you know, all along the way through minor hockey, junior hockey, pro hockey. And uh, I really appreciate that. I love you so much. Uh, I really appreciate you coming on today. This was awesome. We'll have to do it again. Yes, please. Sometime. And um, we'll all I'm go. I'm going to tell you one more here. Okay, sure. You can't get away that. Just a minute. Okay, yes. I don't get a chance to be a star often. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. My bad. Okay, now. We used to have July 1st all the time. All the crowd came up. Hockey players, Sean, Jamie, everybody. Up at the lake. Yeah. I know you know lake. what you're talking about, but here they don't know what you're talking about. So we're up at the okay. lake, and we'd have up a big party for July 1st, which is like July 4th gotcha. celebration. Yeah. So Okay, continue yeah. there, Chief. Well, we're, they're all drinking, right? Okay, next morning I get up. I got my picnic table on my oh, patio. The boat that they had is in the pool of my brother, uh, and all this stuff. When I woke up in the morning, everything was moved. That was their fun in the middle of the night while I'm sleeping. <laughs> we just thought we'd redecorate. <laughs> now, the last thing I'm going to say, really, for now, and let you get back to a good, a good program. Well, thank you. Uh, all of us, we always forget that when our children are small, we're always thinking about they're going to be a star, they're going to be this, going to be that. And we forget that we should hug them every day and let them know that whatever they do is okay with me because they grow up so fast and then all of a sudden you don't see them. So... Uh, this is really exciting to me as a father. And we've had, without them, we would not have had the fun or the traveling that we did. So when they celebrate Father's Day, both of them, they've come such a long way and give us so much fun. If anyone out there is considering whether a son should play a sport of some kind, encourage him and be good and kind to him. And hug him every day. That's all. I love you, Dad. I love you. I miss you, and I really appreciate you coming on here. And now you're going to make me cry on here with you, which is not fun, okay? <laughs> Just okay. joking. I love you, Dad. Go have a great day. I'll be talking to you Sunday. Big Jim, you're the best. Thank you so much for the time today. Really do appreciate it. Sincerely. I couldn't have had more fun <laughs> for a Father's Day ever. <laughs> Thank you. Well, good. Now I can go return your gift. Perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to go, Dad. I love you. Okay. It's hard for me to let go. You know I what know. I mean? We're just going to hang up. We'll make it easy on you, okay? okay? All right. All Bye. right. I love you, Dad. That was Big Jim. Jamie Rivers' oh, father. Oh, my God. Does it all make sense now? It kind has of. never made more sense. <laughs> I, I am so <laughs> understandable <laughs> now. Anybody ever? I, it 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 all <laughs> in a flash. So that was incredible. How do you follow that? I don't even know where to go from here. Apparently, my dad's going to try to. Um, 
I don't even know what to say right now. First of all, he went 12 straight minutes. <laughs> Without even breathing. And, and, and would have gone an hour if we if you didn't step in. Oh. And this is not me complaining about it. It was incredible. <laughs> All 12 minutes were amazing. It, remember what you said about Mark Dijon, where it's just like one story leads oh, into another? Yes. That's what happened there. And then it went from that to him talking about your childhood or like teenage into junior years where Jamie just became seemingly a guy that drinks every night. Which, uh, yeah, I really appreciated that picture being painted. <laughs> I also can relate to that part of it. And then suddenly at the end, he's out here making everybody cry. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I I don't know how you follow that up. I'm not sure either. My dad's going to try, <laughs> and he's going to join us next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. Happy Father's Day here on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. I don't know how we could possibly follow up what just happened on the station. I still don't know what just happened. Gold. Jamie's dad just went, I think, 26 minutes. I don't even think he was breathing. He just was like in one straight breath. I have a full recording of it and 13 straight minutes of just audio. I never had an opportunity to say your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. So it's 1237, and that is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line where we are joined now by my father. His name is Tony Kylie. I call him Dad. Uh, dad are you like building a house today doing something with hvac doing something unbelievably manly uh yeah all of the above (laughs) um for those that don't know that's what my dad does he is a manly man that does things with his hands at all times Uh, i got none of those qualities from my dad What, what are you specifically working on today Well, that's not necessarily true. You did get some of those qualities when you weren't being chased by bees on top of a roof of a building that we were working on at one point in time. Do you remember that time? Yeah, I do. Oh, I got to hear about this. Tony, expand, please. Well, so for many, many years, um, I've actually been blessed with a couple, three different careers. I owned Domino's Pizza franchises and did that for about 18 years. And then I was an electrician and decided I didn't like to get shocked. And then uh, sold computers for a while. And then I'd done this handyman thing for the last 20 years while I was trying to help the kids with college and things. And so what I did is I tried to have Brandon and, and my daughter and my stepson all work with me on different summer projects and things and try and teach them the trades and things fully well knowing that there's never going to be a day they want to work with their hands in the heat and the snow and everything else. But it, it, it's made it great for me from experiences. And no, I'm not going to go on for 12 minutes. or 26 minutes. <laughs> However, there were at least a couple of different times. Um, I believe on top of one of my Domino's pizza stores, Brendan uh-huh. and I were working on the roof and we encountered some bees and there was no way we could get to the other side of the roof where the ladder was. So we just ran around the top of the roof running away from the bees. And I thought, well, we're going to die up here. There's no way. And we're not talking one or two. 
We're talking hundreds of bees, the ones that really sting hard. And I'm allergic to bees. And I didn't know whether he was or not because he was on the other side of the roof. So then another particular project, we were taking out a garage door and putting in a wall and getting rid of the garage because there was already a wall on the inside. But they forgot to take off the garage door on the outside. So Brandon and I looked at each other and said, why are we doing this? Does it really matter? But it did to somebody, and so we did it. And as soon as we took the garage door off, we got attacked by Norby. <laughs> and so I'm like, this is not really what you want your father-son time being, just running around, running away from bees. Okay, so... so you know, do you think that's what discouraged Brandon <laughs> from getting into, I don't know, doing handyman work? You know, that hard physical work, he's always been real good. He's He's been a very smart kid. I just don't think he enjoyed it. Um, and, I, and I think there was also a time where he's like, you know, it's hard to work for dad. Dad has very, very high expectations, and he has very little patience for slowness. And sense of urgency is, like, my number one thing. And all my children say that. Um, now they all work somewhere else. Actually, they all work in different states across the country. They all left me. I'm going to be the only almost 60-year-old man with no grandkids, and my kids are all over the country. Now, Tony, what did you think when Brandon um, started attending college and was talking about a life in radio? You know, I'm very blessed to have three children that are complete polar opposites. Yeah. And each one of them very unique in their pursuit. They all want. They all knew what they wanted to do, and probably Brandon more than any of them. He was the firstborn. He's always been into sports. I don't have any hockey stories whatsoever. Brandon doesn't have any hockey stories. How he landed in the market with hockey is just beyond me. However, you know, football and basketball, he played all those. Um, he would trade uh, cards and stories with Grandpa with his football cards and baseball cards and whatnot. Uh, so when he went to college and started doing the radio show there, I didn't really get to hear it at all. So I didn't really know what he was doing. He said he was a producer. Well, I'm a producer. I produce houses. What do you produce when you're on the radio? What, what does that actually mean? You know, there's many a times I would have a conversation with him and say, so what did you do today? And I really never understood after he even told me what he did, what he did. I had no idea. I still but don't understand. I, the, I see the love of what he does and getting to see him get his own show. And, and he came to the market that he grew up in, and then he went back to the market where, you know, he has your show. And I'll tell you, I listen more to a show now through the app than I did when he was here because he's on the air a lot more, and I really, really like it. So extremely proud of him living the dream. He will never work a day in his life because he's living his dream. Yeah, he is. He's doing an unbelievable job, too. We love having him as a teammate. But I wanted to go back a little bit to high school, okay? Because, of course, we've seen pictures uh, of Brandon in, in high school, and he was a football player. What kind yeah, of football I, player was Brandon? He was a tight end, I believe. Oh, I'm showing my age. I think, Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, weren't you number 84? Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. 
Yep, I actually, I had, so that I always always know which one he's on the field because you know once you put on all those uniforms, you don't know which one he is. And tight end kind of lines up on the outside. That's about all I really knew about it. So I actually had his number eighty four on my contacts next to his name, so I could always look at that and say, okay, eighty four. That's what that's the one he is. He was a great football player. Uh, unfortunately, tight ends don't get a lot of uh, play time. You know, they share it with the, the wide receivers and everybody else. So the two or three or four times he'd catch a ball, you know, I was the loudest one in the stand yelling and screaming. Things. But he was very, very good at it. He was actually better at football than he was basketball. Um, yeah, basketball, just I mean, he was good. He played. He had a good time with it. But he definitely excelled in football, much more so. I was okay. Uh, he's, he's overstating a little bit by saying that I was a good player. I was okay. We had a really good team, and I was—I happened to be on the team. I'm, I was of okay. the, I'm of the opinion that I'm going to listen to your dad more than I listen <laughs> to you, okay? Kind of like always. All right, I'm going to side with Tony here. I think uh, he knows what's going on. Now, Tony, what kind of kid was Brandon growing up? Because, look, I, I, I'm the oldest guy here on the show, and I got a couple of young bucks in here that try to drive the bus all the time on me, and I got to find out a little bit here about the way Brandon was as a little kid. Well, you know, he was a pretty serious little kid. Um, there was not a lot of laughter he you know, he played his games. He he did his bionicles. He played the dinosaurs. And, you know, he, he just, he never cried. Um, I think I spanked him one time, and I felt more bad about spanking him. Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you ever remember getting spanked? Uh, once. Uh, we were having a garage sale, and this is why I specifically <laughs> remember it. We were having a garage sale, and I moved something. I don't remember what the item was, but I moved something, and I wasn't supposed to move it the night before the garage sale, uh, and you were uh, less than thrilled. I believe you moved some CDs that were my 80s CDs that were not going to go for sale, and you put them in the for sale pile, and I lost. Yeah, you weren't thrilled. I remember that. Hey, the 80s were good, Tony. I agree with you. I wouldn't want to lose those either. Yes. Oh, I, yeah. That's what it was, just so you remember. Don't touch Dad's CD. I did a lot of growing up with my dad because my dad growing up had an NSX, which is an Acura sports car. Oh, And nice we would wheels, take Tony. that down to his lake place where my dad took me to places that maybe I shouldn't have been going at the age of, I don't know, 9, 10, 11, 12. Um, and we, I had, we, were, we were on the outside. We didn't get right in the middle of all that. <laughs> Never, your mom might be listening. <laughs> there were there were experiences that I had in my early adolescence um, that I think a lot of people growing up in Missouri that go to the Lake of the Ozarks seem to have, and my dad was the one that I had all of those experiences with. Yes, and we had a great time um, separate from that part of the lake. We did a lot of tubing. There was many, many times that Brandon was that kid up in the air flying on the tube, and I was full throttle. I was not on a pontoon boat. I was on a speedboat, and I wanted to see how fast we could go with him without <laughs> killing him. But we, we came very, very close a few times. Um, no, great memories, great times now that he's alive still and we can have a good time with it and everything. Um, growing up, 
my family's all from Colorado, and so he he would go back to Colorado. We did a, we did a couple really epic trips. One to California through oh, Colorado. Yeah, go ahead Florida. and tell that story, Dad. The one where you ended yeah. up driving the wrong route. Yeah, that was a good one. No, that wasn't really the wrong route. That was before we had GPS, <laughs> and it was a scenic bypass tour. Um, we may have driven driven nineteen extra hours to get where we needed to go, but you know, it happens and dads never get lost. We just have alternative directions. Were we driving through? Was it Wyoming? Because we were going I don't even know how we got to where we were. I remember waking up in the middle of the night being like we've got to be getting close and we were going like five miles an hour because we were on an interstate that had like the most construction you've ever seen in your life. I was like 12 years old. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Yes, uh I'm old, so I went ahead and erased that memory. Clear on delete on that because there's absolutely no reason that we did what we did. I don't know what happened. I do remember, though, one of the trips to Colorado, we decided to go camping. And there's glamping and there's camping. And we chose the camping part because... I wasn't going to do the glamping thing, and I had a tent. I just bought the tent. I wanted the kids to experience fire in the rain, how to start a fire in the rain, how to put a tent up in the rain, in the dark, in, a, in an area that we didn't even know where we were, but it was the first place we could stop. But the next morning was absolutely gorgeous. And the two younger ones decided to stay at the camp. Brandon and I decided to climb a mountain. Well, a hill. A hill. But keep in mind, he's like nine or ten years old. He's not. We were in the mountains. It was a mountain. You, we could be honest. We'll call it a mountain. We'll give him that. We'll call it a mountain. Well, I've always, always been very physically active and work, 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 and climbing up this mountain. I mean, it was it was a little bit strenuous, but it was a beautiful day, and I was all in the moment of spending it with my firstborn at the top of this mountain. Well, this mountain ended up taking almost four hours to climb. And at two, two and a half hours into it, I see him just kind of feeling weird looking. And his nose is is flaring. And I'm right next to him. I'm like, dude, are you out of breath? I said, I'm 47 years old here. And you're this young pup. Come on, keep up. He's like, no, Dad, I don't feel good. I'm like, now quit your whining. Let's just get to the top of this mountain. Let's go check out the, the view up here. It's like, no, no, really, Dad. I got a poo. Oh, and like, <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Could you not have done that before we go? We're not going back down. It's like, no, I got to go now. I'm like, really? We're above the trees. Yeah, there's no trees. He's like, what do I do? I'm like, dude, squat, do what you do. It's like, yeah, but what happens when I'm done? I'm like, well, we'll go to the rest of the top of the mountain. And he's like, no, I mean, oh, yeah, um, here, here's a leaf. Uh, and literally, that's what we did. And we did make it to the top of the mountain. And it was all of the the aroma from the incredible spring flowers that just, I don't say gave him an allergic reaction, but just gave him something that. I will never forget mind. that smell. It's the odor of something, that's I for sure. <laughs> 
And I will never forget that moment, that smell, that urgency that I felt in that moment of, oh, my God, this isn't something that might happen. This is happening and it's happening now. And I got to figure out what the next decision is going to be. Yes. Yes. That, that was a moment that will be embedded in my brain for the rest of my my life. So, yeah, I mean, I have a number of those. You know, he had mentioned my, my NSX earlier, which is a, a black Acura sports car that, that came into my life. And he loved it. He was going to prom. And that moment when your son at 16 or 17 says, hey, uh, hey Dad, can, can I borrow the car? I'm like, dude, this is not a station wagon. This is not a minivan. I said, you know what? Here's the deal. There are a few moments in a in a father's life where you think, is this the best decision? One of those is when I was doing 50 miles an hour across the water with him flying in the air. This was the second one. And thinking, this is my pride and joy son. I mean car. I mean son. Um, yes, you can borrow the car. And so he did. I delivered it to him. Uh, at the prom's date at, at the house where they took all the pictures and you know it was great i don't think he went over 55 miles an hour God, no <laughs> um, i don't think um i don't think he got out of the car for prom i think he stayed in the car for prom um i think him and the girls stayed in the car for the prom the whole thing i don't even know if he really went into dance but i know he drove 272 miles oh and- where he was at was only about a 10-mile drive. So, <laughs> so, I don't think he went to prom. I, yeah, who knows? Well, let's call him out right now. Brandon, did you actually go to prom? What the heck did you do for 200 I, miles? I, I don't think that part's true. The, the, rest of the, the rest of the story was true. The 272 miles, I'm not, I'm not entirely okay, sure listen, that part 272, is true. 272, that's pretty precise. That's like going to Columbia and back from here. That's pretty precise. It you is, don't just make up 272. It, it is an impressive, yeah, impressive number. Yeah, so, you know, I may or may not have written down the right mileage. I don't know. I, I may have missed it by one digit. Yeah, Who knows? Maybe I'll go 72 miles, but I swear there was only 3,000 miles on that car when I gave it to him. Dad, thanks for joining us today. Uh, you're the best. Happy Father's Day. Uh, I'll talk to you soon, all right? Love you guys bunches. Love the show. Keep it up. Uh, like the two other fathers said at the end, Love and hug your children because just a few years ago, I may not have been that guy that was here. My wife had a broken leg. I had two heart attacks. Brandon drove in from out of town. My other kids came in. You just never know when you're not going to be around. So keep them close. Love you guys. We love, love you too. too, Tony. That's my dad, Tony Kylie, here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Um, one, he was great. He was very good. What happened to you? I, it's it's a question that I'm sure he asks himself every day. Like I want to party with Tony. So my parents got Maybe divorced. Maybe not so much with you. That's fair. I, I get that. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. Buddy. My parents were divorced whenever I was very young. Uh, I think I was in second grade, first grade, whatever. So I was with my dad on Wednesday nights. We went out to dinner together. And then like every other weekend until every other weekend became less than every other weekend because you know how kids are. And we're like, ah, no, I just want to go hang out uh, with my yeah. friends instead. Right. Yeah, Being yeah. stupid. Um, so there's fewer stories, obviously, because I was mostly spending 
the days with my mom than there are for your dad who was always in the house, right? So it's a little bit different, but yeah, we, we certainly had our... I think he could have went on more and more, actually. I think he's got quite a few. That's he, good. The big thing was the road trips, man. He would just, like, we drove to California from Kansas City. I'm not sure why. It ended up being more expensive for us to drive than to fly. Well, you went 19 hours out of the way. It, it, that that was on our way to Wyoming. <laughs> I I don't know how some of these things happen, but uh, yeah, quite quite a time. That's Jamie Rivers. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Happy Father's Day to all of the dads out there. If you've got a dad joke, 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line. We would love to get some of those in uh, from you guys as well. Coming up next, Ethan Skolnick. He's a basketball reporter for Five Reason Sports down in Miami. I want to ask him about how the heck we're actually going to pull this off with basketball and what other sports can learn about it next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. So the news has been coming out fast and furious today when it comes to COVID-related stuff. The Phillies, the Philadelphia Phillies, are closing their spring training facility after they had multiple players, five players, and three staff members testing positive very recently. Meanwhile, with the Tampa Bay Lightning, they're also temporarily shutting down their training facility after several players and staffers tested positive for COVID-19 as well. This is all happening as the backdrop of the NBA recently announced their protocols for if and when we're able to get things kicked off down in Orlando. And with that in the back of our mind, we go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line where we are happy to be joined by Ethan Skolnick. He's a basketball reporter for Five Reason Sports down in Miami. You can follow him on Twitter at Ethan J. Skolnick. Ethan, first of all, thanks so much for hopping on with us today. And given the news today and what you saw with the protocols, how likely is it we're actually going to be able to see this thing kick off down in Orlando? in your opinion? Well, I think there's two different things. There's how likely are we to see it kick off and how likely we see it through to the end. Um, and we actually posed that question on our on our live stream last night because I, I really do think that they're two separate things. I think the NBA is incredibly motivated to get this thing started with everything that they've put into place with the money that's at stake. I mean, you know, you're talking about an enormous shortfall financially if they can't complete their regular season. And that's going to affect, I mean, even though I understand the players' concerns on a whole bunch of areas, uh, I don't think that they fully recognize the damage that's going to do to them long term in terms of the, the owners possibly ripping up the CBA or at the very least, I mean, you're looking at 30 to 30 to 35% chunk of the salary cap that's just going to be wiped out. Um, so I do think there's motivation to get this thing started, and I understand all the concerns, whether it's COVID, whether it's social justice and, and the protests, or whether it's injury concerns, just from guys who have trained differently or are going to be working themselves back into shape. But I do think I would say that it's probably an 80% chance that it still happens. Now, with that being said, um, I think the way the governor has handled the situation in Florida uh, makes it less likely because, uh, you know, we are going to be probably the worst state in the country soon. And that's been trending that way for a while. And it's been pretty obvious for a while that that's the case, the way that, that this state has been uh, governed. Uh, and so, you know, it is in a bubble, but it is in Orlando. And, you know, that's the center center of the state. 
And I live in South Florida, where I think it's worse. But I think that that has to be taken into consideration. Now, does this is this seen through to the end? I put the odds a little bit lower of that. I can absolutely see them starting this thing, and the news getting worse and worse. Uh, whether it is uh, the social unrest, whether it is COVID, whether it is agents who pull their players out because they see a, a, like a Paul George or Gordon Hayward-like injury and they don't want their players involved in this anymore. Uh, I think all of those make it, I would say, at most, a 60% chance that they see this thing through to October. Now, Ethan, I just want to go back. Like you said, the state of Florida has had some <laughs> massive spikings here mm-hmm. uh, of COVID-19, and we'll just isolate that for now. Do you think there's a chance, like, is the NBA really going to be able to keep their players in this bubble? I know it's in a different spot, but, you <laughs> right. know, I mean, it still is the state of Florida. And <laughs> yeah. how long do you think it would take before all of a sudden we've got a problem here? Well, it might not be long. I mean, Adam Silver, you know, I think is the most responsible of all the commissioners and he's the most progressive of all the commissioners. But at the same time, uh, you know, if the news gets bad, uh, they're going to have to, you know, he acted, you know, when the Gobert news hit, you know, I was in, I was at, you know, American Airlines Arena that night at a Heat Charlotte game, watching the Heat blow a 30 point lead. And by the third quarter, as this was going on, you know, the ushers were saying to me, hey, we'll see you next year. Um, you know, because you could tell everything was kind of unraveling that night with the news around the country. And I, I that happened fast. Like, you know, I went down to that game thinking, okay, there's probably going to be a few more games and maybe they shut it down. And then it was over. Uh, and I can see the same thing happening. Now, I, I did look at, you know, the protocols, and I think they're being as responsible as they could possibly be. They're in a weird place because they're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. All right? Like, you know, they have this smart technology with these, I don't know, these rings or whatever. It seems like a really good idea, okay? They, you know, find out if, you know, some, somebody else, and, you know, has it and all the rest of this. But then when you, you post that on Twitter, like 150,000 people are questioning why it is that the rest of the population isn't getting these. And so there's this weird spot where, you know, they have to protect everybody there, but at the same time, if they protect too much, it's like, okay, why are the millionaires all getting protected and, and, you know, regular Joe at home is not. And so I think Adam Silver is sensitive to all that, but then you throw in the fact that while you're dealing with COVID, we have the social unrest in the country, and it's a topic that is foremost on the minds of most of his memberships, <laughs> because the majority of the NBA is black. And so it, it's, it's one of those things where it was kind of like uh, they, they were dealing with COVID, and I was talking to people in the league office and people with the Heat and people with other teams, and like, we think we have this under control. And then I talked to people the week that everything happened, obviously, in Minneapolis, and the message I got back was everybody here sounds defeated because they thought they had things kind of under control. And it's like, oh, now this. And for a lot of the players, this is bigger than COVID, okay? And so you have to manage both of those situations at the same time as you have to manage the situation of players coming back, maybe not in ideal shape. And now, you know, we've got Bam out of bio down here in the heat. Bam wants to play. The BAM is due a contract extension and has just had a breakout season. And so I think they're going to have to allow players to get contract extensions before this starts. Because otherwise, if I was BAM's agent, I'd be like, why am I doing this? You know, why am I risking my entire future when the conditions are not what they were going to be before? And, you know, and we haven't been working with the team directly. The Heat have done Zoom videos and they have programs, and they'll be the best in the league at it because it's a Riley organization. But it's still. 
riskier than it is when you're going through a normal routine and your body is on the same clock that it's been on for every year of your you know, basketball life. So it's really, really challenging. The other thing, and we're talking with Ethan Skolnick. He's a basketball reporter for Five Reasons Sports down in Miami. I see all of these protocols, and you can tell how much thought has been put into all of this. I mean, it's mm-hmm. down to when you're playing ping pong, you can't play in doubles. <laughs> like they, They've clearly thought about every single detail that you can prior to going down to Orlando. But Ethan, at the end of the day, they've got to play basketball. And when yeah. you're playing basketball, you're going to be banging up next to each other, and it's going to be consolidated into that whatever 30 feet that all of those guys are in, and you've got 10 guys right there. You can do whatever you want the other 20 hours of the day but when these guys are at the court or in hockey when they're at the rink or in football when they're at the field whatever it is eventually you just have to be able to play the sport and that's my big question is can you play the sport right now or not well i think again that's why you have to control all the outside circumstances so that the players are you know covid free i mean that's really the only thing you can do because you're not going to be able to prevent transmission I mean, you, you can't, not between the players. You can't. I mean, they're in the bubble together. They're going to, as you said, competing, sweating, spitting. I mean, whether they want to or not, there, there's certain things that they're used to doing. Yep. It's going to happen. Um, mouth, I know there's rules on mouthpieces and all this But, look, it's gonna, there would be transmission. There's no way around that. There would be transmission. And so you have to keep them all in the bubble. There's no other way around it. And so then it becomes, okay, who's going to interact with them? Well, you've got this other issue that Disney's opening up, okay, the second week of July. I mean, my, my six-year-old wants to go, and I said, not this summer, baby, okay? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you know, like, it's opening up in July. And so now you have, you know, and Disney, they don't call them workers. They call them cast members. You've got cast members. Well, okay, they have to be quarantined if they're going to be dealing with the players at all, or else they can't be dealing with the general public and bringing that into the facility. You said it. They've thought of everything. I, again, I, I don't think it's close. The, the NBA is by far, by far, the standard in terms of leagues that care about their players. I don't think there's any – uh, the NFL is not close. They don't care about their players at all. Uh, but, but the, I mean, the NFL is acting like COVID doesn't exist. We're going to have 75,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> what the F? Like, I mean, it's just like, uh, you know uh, – but meanwhile, the NBA is trying to be responsible – but, uh, like you said, there's only so much that you can do, uh, you know, once and once they're on the court, there's just no way around it. And, um, you know, I think what's going to be fascinating is people have said to me, is there going to be an Astro Summit season? I think only if a bunch of guys don't play or get COVID during and have to be, you know, key guys are taken out. But I think if you survive this season, I don't mean that literally. I mean as a basketball team. If you make it to the end and win a championship – this is the ultimate test of an organization. It's an ultimate test. Like, it's one of the reasons why, and I cover the Heat down here, it's one of the reasons, like, I, I would put a little money on the Heat. Because I don't think they're the best team, but I think they're one of the three or four best organizations. I think, like, you have to have an organization that is has put a program in place to keep the guys focused during all this. You gotta be, they've got to be basketball-first people once they get there. I think an organization led by Jimmy Butler and some of the guys they have on this team is. Uh, and, and I also think you have to have young players because I, I think the older players, you know, I've always had older guys who said to me, you know, I kind of use the first month of the season to get in shape and my body kind of responds in mid-December and a little before Christmas. Well, there's not going to be the time. So I think you've got to have young players, but I think you've got to have mature guys also leading them. And I think you've got to have a really good basketball coach. Final because, 
sorry. These guys are going to come back, and they're not going to know what they have until they get there. Final question for you, Ethan. In that whatever it was, 120-some-odd-page document from the NBA, what was your favorite detail? I mean, that's the big pong. I mean, I think that's classic. <laughs> uh, uh, but, but, but I also think the PS5 is great. Uh, I mean, it's basically like it's a big summer camp. Um, and, I mean, there's going to be, look, there's going to be some fire bars that are produced out of there. There's going to be some new rap stars to join game. Okay, there's going to be you know, a bunch of streaming video stuff, video games that go out. I mean, these guys are going to have fun. They're going to have fun. And there's going to be a hell of a lot of tampering. Like, if you thought there was tampering before, okay, like we were looking at this, we're like, who's hotel is Giannis in? Okay, he's with the Lakers, he's with the Heat, he's with the Raptors. All right. I mean, you're going to have Kyle Lurie, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, LeBron James all working on Giannis uh, during this period of time because, uh, you know, that, there's going to be a lot of that going on. Like, I know a lot of modern-day fans are kind of upset about how chummy the players are. And, you know, LeBron and Dwayne and Chris, you know, decided they were going to play together during the Olympics. Oh, there's going to be a lot of guys who decide to play together and decide they can't play with each other anymore, okay, after being locked in, like, a big brother. This is like NBA Big Brother, and it's, it's going to be fascinating. It's going, to be, it's going to be really interesting, that's for sure. Ethan, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Absolutely. That's Ethan Skolnick, basketball reporter for Five Reasons Sports down in Miami, joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. It's 114, your time check, brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, and officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Is he on the line still? He was great. Can I tell you a story about how this all happened? Oh, please do. So yesterday, as I mentioned to the two of you, I had no internet at our house. Again, it seems to be a consistent issue. Um, so the numbers that I get for the NBA, we have, it's called the blue book where as a member of the media, you can find other members of the media and look them up. So that way you can reach out to them to see if they'll come on your show. Right? Well, Ethan Skolnick is right above Ethan Strauss. Ethan Strauss is a basketball writer for the athletic who wrote a really great story on what he was just talking about with the tampering. I sent yeah, out the text. I saw that. Hey, Ethan, blah, blah, blah. We no, want to come didn't. on the show. Yikes. He responded to me and said, yeah. I, and he, he mentioned how he's on Eastern time. And I was like, that's weird. Ethan Strauss is in San Francisco. So why would he mention Eastern time? I booked Ethan Skolnick thinking that I booked Ethan Strauss. <laughs> Thank God I was able to look it up after the fact to double check and be like, hey, who did I text? Was that Ethan Strauss or Skolnick? It was Ethan Skolnick. He ended up being quite good. So I'm glad that it went really well for us. Yeah, he was great. He had a lot of, <laughs> a lot of information. Um, yeah, great job, BK. Solid as usual. Good book, right? <laughs> good book by me. Good book. We do have a little bit more news. Things are coming in hot and heavy with this COVID stuff, man. Oh, my God. I think we're going to have sports. Are we sure we're going to have sports? We'll dive into Are We Sure next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. Well, I think we're going to have sports. Are we sure we're going to have sports? Playing a game of Are We Sure? 65780 is the Air Comfort Service tax line if you want to get one in for us to go into as well. This comes from Jeff Passan. The Toronto Blue Jays yesterday shut down their spring training facility in Florida after a player exhibited COVID-19 symptoms. 
This uh, this place that they shut down their training facility is just up the road from Clearwater, where eight people in the Phillies organization tested positive recently. The Blue Jays player exhibiting the symptoms is a pitcher on the 40-man roster. He recently spent time with players in the Phillies minor league system. He has been tested for COVID-19 and is currently awaiting his results. Apparently, according to the Blue Jays players that are at their facility, they haven't been tested yet. If the player is not an isolated case, they're expecting testing to ramp up. What they think was going to happen? You're in Florida and you're not testing your players that are coming to your facility? This is just... So I'm not going to go down that road, okay? Because it's just too frustrating for everybody. But, like, Florida, this isn't like... You've been at the top of the conversation since it all started. And now everybody who's located in Florida, we're seeing this, like, massive spike. It's not an accident. Like... I don't know. I'm done with it. So, the Blue Jays, the Phillies, the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Lightning, anybody else? That's it, right? Well, Those that, four the day's so not over. All around that Tampa Bay Clearwater area, all down in Florida. Coming up here in a month, we're expecting hockey and soccer. And we're expecting soccer and basketball specifically to play in Florida. This is even more mind-boggling for me because people are traveling around Florida. Like, there's no restrictions on anything, let alone people traveling from, like, Tampa area. And, oh, we're going to go up to Disney for the day. Well, yeah, we just happen to have, I don't know, a couple of billion dollars worth of athletes sitting up there at Disney. Like I, I don't know. I'm not. This, you know what? This feel good Friday. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna do it. I'm backing away. Six five seven eight zero is the Air Comfort Service tax line for Are We Sure? So to answer the question, as of today, are we sure that there's going to be sports? I think there's going to be an attempt at it. I don't know. Like if this keeps going, think about it. If this keeps going. Where do we go? Like, what league is going to be like, you know what? This is great. Let's keep doing NFL. this. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you want an answer? Right. It's the NFL. All right. You're right. I forgot. As that happened, when Jerry Jones pops on the TV here in the, in the studio, I'm like, yeah, you know what? You're right. I have zero doubt in my mind the NFL is going to power through this. They're going to find a way. But the other ones, I, I don't know. I don't know how you do it right now. It's it's going to be very, very difficult. And I know there are some people like the guy on our text line right now that say that. that you guys are exaggerating on this. It's not as bad as you're saying. Listen, it doesn't matter what I think about the disease. It matters if it does spread throughout these things. Most of the players are in the category of it's not very risky for them. There is still a risk. And if you're one of these leagues and God forbid a player ends up getting very sick from it, that's on you. There is some liability here. Mm -hmm. So these leagues are not going to take that chance if it looks like it's going to be a significant issue for them. So... That's where we're at right now with these leagues. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service tax line for Are We Sure? Jamie, this weekend is the 40-year anniversary of the Blues Brothers premiering in theaters. I'm going to ask you this question because I've never seen the movie. Are we sure not? that's not the best comedy of all time? The Blues Brothers. Oh, wow. 
Okay, it was good. It's not the best of all time. Um, but damn, it was good. What's your favorite comedy for you? Obviously, everybody has different taste on comedy. Yeah. So it's very... It's tough. I'd have to go like decades, right? Like in, in, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, like all that kind of thing. Uh, look, I, I love the movie Slapshot. I think it's great. I love the movie Caddyshack. I think there's genius involved in that. I love almost all of the vacation movies. I think there's some real genius involved in that. Subtle things that when you watch it for like 10, 15 times, mm -hmm. you pick up something new all the time. I'm a big Feral fan, uh, Sandler, you know, something that I like really just dumb comedy. And it doesn't have to be deep and, you know, twisted. It's just got to be really stupid, and I'm in. Wedding Crashers will always be at the top of the Wedding list Wedding Crashers is phenomenal. It's, it's number one, and I do think there's something to... Animal House, yes. Animal House is a great one. Strange Brew, yes. There's some great stuff coming in now. 65780, what's your favorite comedy that you've seen? What would you put on uh, that list? I, I'd have to put Hangover up there because it's one of those movies that I can still go back. And only the first one, the second and third were good, but the first one was the best. Uh, you're welcome, BK. Uh, Billy Madison is good. Yeah. Anchorman's good. But Anchorman's great. Uh, Rush Hour is another one that I'm. my dad and I love. Chris Tucker, Jackie Chan. But I think Hangover is going to have to be my favorite. Does Bad Boys count as a comedy? I call that like an, it's an action yeah. movie. But it is. It, it's like Bad Boys? The majority of it oh is my funny. God. You, are, you, just, you know what? Do you have a tattoo? What? No. Okay, <laughs> we're getting you a tattoo. We're getting you a tattoo of the Bad Boys logo. Because Bad Boys 2 is one of my oh, yeah. favorite movies of he, all time. Like three Probably days one of the best in a row, he's movies. found a way to work in Bad Boys. Bad Boys <laughs> is the new LeBron for BK. Oh, stop. It's a new Patrick Mahomes. Okay. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line uh, for Are We Sure? So, tomorrow native St. Louis and John Goodman it's going to turn 68. Are we sure John Goodman isn't the most talented St. Louisan in the last 20 years? In terms of celebrities, celebrities slash athletes, John Goodman's got to be up there, right? He doesn't get talked about very much in this path. Yeah. Uh, most successful? I mean, I don't know. Like, it's tough, right? Because Max Scherzer would certainly be in that category. Sterling Brown, I, I mean... For how Sterling successful Brown he's John been. Goodman, what would you go with there? I think I'd go Sterling Brown. I mean, I don't know. They're two different decades, though, yeah. you know? Like, they're two different types. Are you a John Goodman guy? I love Jamie? John Goodman. Yeah, I can't. We can't forget about our buddy, friend of the show, John Hamm. It's pretty successful, oh, yeah. dude. That's I true. would say he's up there. Yeah, you know, Bob Costas, not a bad guy. Not a bad guy. Chuck That's Berry. That's interesting. How do you compare Bob Costas to a David Freeze? <laughs> Pat Maroon, the hometown Pat, hero, like, baby. What, what are we talking for success? We have World Series champions. Yeah. We have Stanley Cup champions. We have TV stars. How about Danny we, Mac. See? I would I Jane? love Danny Mac. I would put John Goodman above Danny Mac. I think I think Danny Mac would agree with me that they John Goodman different goes levels above. of talent. Red Fox. Red if Fox. we're diving You're big way dummy. back. Somebody mentions Nelly. 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 Nah. Nelly's a good one. Nelly did spike, but that spike is let's just say the Nelly peak was really high. It was just it was like a Derrick Rose peak. Let's just say that it was there, and then it was gone. Time has flattened the curve for Nelly. <laughs>
Yikes. <laughs> That's Jamie Rivers. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. Somebody says Chuck Berry. That's a really good one Chuck as Berry, well yeah. that, oh, yeah. I, that we hadn't mentioned. Cedric the Entertainer. Chuck Berry, quality guy. Not. BK should mention Joey Vitale. Jo- Joe's at number one. Joe is the best. Joe's the best. He's the measuring. Ryan Howard. Yeah, he's not too bad either. Hold on, Jamie. Joe. You're the best. That was a what? That, that was good. It, had, it was that good. Was, it had a tint of love in it. I like it. We have a mystery guest I, coming up next. Is this mystery de- guest is directly connected to me? It's a mystery. Let's find out uh. together next on 101 ESPN. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. I'm so excited. With Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. We've got a mystery mystery guest on the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Jamie, who do you think we have on the line right now? Okay, so before I get to that, okay, this is uh, under protest because <laughs> nowhere in our talks and texts did you say, oh, we're allowed to bring a mystery guest in. No. <laughs> Didn't mention it. Blindsided. Blindsided. I think, and I could be off. I'm not, who knows? I think you guys somehow managed to get a hold of my oldest daughter. The way Ferrario was, his body language changed. It looked like he was talking to a girl. And that, you know, so I'm calling with my own perceptive self that somehow you got a hold of my oldest daughter. First off, it makes me very insecure that I have a body (laughs) language issue when I talk to females. You do. But Riv's kind of awkward. Oh, come on. All right. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. The way that we're going to do this, we'll have the big reveal. To the mystery guest, can you say hi to Jamie for me so we can reveal who this is going to be? Hi, Jamie. Is that my mother-in-law? It's your wife, man. It's my wife. Oh my god, that's so insulting. <laughs> Sorry, honey. You sound like you've been drinking, so I thought it was your mother. Well, guess what? <laughs> yes. So I found. Really old. Thanks, James. No, no, just really drunk. It's okay. <laughs> okay, I'm really nervous. <laughs> so, be so nice. this is Jamie's wife, oh. Shannon Rivers, on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. <laughs> I wanted to make sure that to celebrate Father's Day for Jamie Rivers, we were able to live through some of his stories uh, of what it is like to be in Jamie Rivers' sphere on a day-to-day basis. So we brought in his wife, and Jamie, she's already prepared me. She's told me, here are a few stories that I think we should definitely dive into. Oh, baby. So let's start out with this one for you, Shannon. Um, tell me about the time that you guys had a birthday party at your house. Oh, uh, well, <clears throat> so Jamie's not boring, obviously. You guys know that. Um, oh. And Peter's on embarrassing, usually, almost always. Um, but this time was, uh, this is a father story, right? Being a dad. And Carson, Ashton, and Braden's birthdays are within nine days of each other. So we usually kind of couple their birthdays together. So we probably had a good 50 people at our house. Oh, I know where you're going. (laughs) Oh, we had this massive water slide. I mean, massive. Like, I think it cost like $1,000 if you can 
discuss how big it was. Dual slides, squirting things. It was major, and uh, we had it in our backyard. And um, so Ashton and Braden are like three. Carson was maybe six, I guess. Then. And uh, his brother Sean was in town from Canada. So at least 20 kids. 30 kids, 20 parents, and he and his brother disappeared. I didn't think much of it. And when they came back, uh, Sean and Jamie had on nothing, nothing but Speedos. And, um, Jamie had on a Spider-Man mask, and Sean had on a Batman mask. And our kids did not think it was funny. But and they didn't just, like, just wear the outfits. They got on the water slide and enjoyed themselves. Like, I don't think there was any water left in it oh. by the time it was done. There was a pool pack. Anyway, yeah. So, but, yeah, it's always fun, always embarrassing at the same time. Oh, <laughs> Jamie, anything to say to yourself well, after that one? Like, I thought it was a really good plan. You know, my brother was in town, and we had these masks that were fairly realistic. Like, it looked pretty cool, and I they just... They were three-year-olds. They were teeny. Okay, well, whatever. They were fine for the occasion, <laughs> and I had a, a nice um, blue pair of, like, Speedos. So I thought, well, hey, I'll go with a Spider-Man, you know, blue, red, and all that stuff, and my brother, for some reason, had a pair of black speedos why listen the fact that my brother traveled and had a pair of black speedos is really more weird than anything else and i literally said that to him i'm like how are you traveling with black speedos he's like ah you never know <laughs> i'm like okay and we thought it'd be funny to come out and uh participate with the children that scattered as we went down the water slide. And, yeah, we embarrassed him pretty good, but we had fun, and I think we almost broke the slide by accident. But, uh, yeah, it was a good they time. They were scared. They were scared at first that they ended up really loving it. I actually sent a picture of it to uh, BK. Yeah, I saw that. Thank you for that, by the Social way. Social media. That's great. That's great. Um, okay, we're joined by Jamie's wife, Shannon Rivers, on Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Shannon, I wanted to ask you what it was like when you and Jamie first met. What? How, how did you guys meet? What is the story behind you falling in love with this goofball that I work with every day? Uh, well, he stalked me. So at first it was <laughs> not awkward. true. You always say that. I've already told our story on here. Go ahead. Anyway, he did a little. But um, uh, we met at Aussies at a charity event. I was um, bartending, and he was a air quotes celebrity. And uh, came in with a bunch of the blues and a couple cardinals and a few of the rams. It was for the Head First Foundation. And they, it, it was an amazing event, packed. I mean, like, I'm telling you, like 10, 15 deep around the entire bar. And they were supposed to be bartenders, but they really needed real bartenders to actually help with the drinks. Although, Jamie Rivers was actually really good. However, he was too good, and he, uh, I thought he was cute and sweet, and he was nice, but he was 22, not, I was like, not at all looking at him like that, but he was fun and funny, until I turn around, the sound's wrong, but he was in my drawer, my drawer, my drawer, <laughs> yeah. you may want he to clarify that. 
He's not right. He would ring himself up. And I don't know if any of you guys have worked in the industry, but your yep. door has to be on at the end of the night. And even though he was a blues player, it was, I think, his rookie year, maybe, right? Anyway, I, and he, I knew that he might not steal for me. It still made me really nervous. And I kind of <laughs> thought he was annoying. But um, anyway, obviously, you can tell he, he kind of can be charming sometimes. And. Yeah, that's where we met, and he came back in looking for me, stalking me, same thing, right? A couple weeks later, and I wasn't there, and he came back, I guess, again, the first, my first night back, I had to leave for a while for something, but, um, yeah, that's it. And we went out on a date a couple days later, and we were engaged five months later. Dang, Jamie makes quick work with it. I've been with my girlfriend for seven years. <laughs> Guys, when you fear for your life, you do things fast, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, so, from the time that you met him and who Jamie was then to who he is today, now that you guys have kids together, how much has Jamie Rivers changed over the years with the kids? Why well, now I have five kids, so he's just... <laughs> Never matured at all, but that's made for a fun dad. You know, he's great. He's uh, really he's not any different. He's we don't treat our kids like kids. Like we kind of talk to them. We have fun with our kids, and he's just we make fun of it. Like laughter and joking is really truly the foundation of uh, his parenting, our parenting, and our marriage. So you're saying I'm a joke? I'm saying when I look at you, I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Last question that I have for you, Shannon. We're joined by Jamie Rivers' wife, Shannon, here on Ribs and VK on 101 ESPN. What is it that Jamie does all the time that just annoys the hell out of you? I know I've got uh, my she's things. She's not going to answer this. There's nothing. I've got my things for my girlfriend that I do that just drive her nuts, and I'm sure Alex does as well. What is it that Jamie does to you? Um... Uh, Breathe. <laughs> anyway, no. Um, you know what? Honestly, I had a lit. I have a lot, but um, you know, mostly he steals my jokes, my material, and then regurgitates it as his own and gives no credit. You know, like when you use somebody's joke, you have to give credit, and he doesn't. He steals my stuff. That is fiction. That is fiction. I hear you use my line. All day long on your show. Well, yeah, because they started with me. And then just like everything right. else, everything that was mine somehow became yours <laughs> through this whole process. We have all been lying to. <laughs> yeah. It's mine. If it's funny, it's mine. So once and upon a time. A I'm a what? A pile maker. Oh, he God. all over the house of stuff he's going to ignore because he is the best procrastinator I have ever met in my life. Jamie's motto should be, why do today what you can put off until tomorrow? And he makes piles all over the house of stuff that he's going to ignore, but pretends that it's an important pile. You know, I'm kind of a busy guy, What, what kind of stuff are we talking Are we talking about, like, uh, like laundry that you'll put off until no. tomorrow? No, why don't no. we talk about laundry? What? Who does my laundry? Uh, okay. <laughs> Out of 22 and a half years together... Just because you've been I didn't ask like that. Who months, does my laundry right now? <laughs> you. Go give him a sniff, guys. See how well he does. <laughs> <laughs>
What is the stuff that's hanging around all over the place? Like the things that you need to do? Okay. So Yeah, okay. Look at okay, BK is well aware that I I don't like writing emails. It's like it's just oh it's laborious to me. Making phone calls on things is like I just hate it. And I I will. I'll put it in a pile and then I'll move the pile over to here and I'll move the pile over to there. And you know, it just kind of creates piles. That's okay, there's lots of piles. There's lots of piles. Coins and, you know, just... Coins? What am I, 90? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I, just did, I did just pick up a bunch of coins. Like, anyway, yes, you make messy. You're messy. And you make piles of your bed. Messy? Who strains a house all the time? You are a good little housekeeper. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shannon, this has been everything yes. that I hoped it would be and then some. You are the absolute <laughs> best. Thank you so much for coming on with us today. Ah, uh, You're welcome. Happy Father's Day, Jamie. You are an amazing dad, and the kids love you. McKinnon wanted to get on and say hi, but I've locked myself behind a door and stepped on a wine glass and cut her foot. I don't know how that happened, so she's bleeding out. But happy Father's Day. Um, have a good rest of the show, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so sweetheart. Much. Go take care of the children. Hopefully she's still alive. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. You guys, that's it. It's on now. Oh, no. Oh, it's on. Shannon, who is better known to me as I prefer mustard. I prefer mustard. That's how yes. she is known to me on this show. Okay, so now you can see, like, you got a little bit of a glimpse behind no. the curtain. She, okay, you got the, like, the... Okay, we've been lied to. He's stealing jokes from his wife. He's a pile maker at his house. Yeah. We've been lied to, Ribs. You notice she didn't respond when I said, I'm kind of a busy guy. And you, you, no kidding, I'm kind of a busy guy. She tunes you out. Yeah, she, well, no kidding, that's for <laughs> sure. That was pretty good. I'll give you guys that. That was a good grab. Good grab. Now, you know, she's funny. She's funny. And, we, you know, we do have a lot of laughter in the house. We do a lot of fun stuff. Uh, you? I am quite a character just in general. It's what you see, honestly, guys, what you see and what you hear over the radio it's not an act. <laughs> this is nice. the real deal. It's also nice to know that your wife fell in love with you because she thought you were a klepto and going to steal from her drawer. Yeah, that is a good point. No, it's because I was getting in her drawer. <laughs> That's Jamie. No, That's no. That's what she said. No. That's Jamie Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> He's Alex Ferrario. <laughs> we, can't, we can't do this. Maybe yeah. it's because I was an NHL superstar. We're... <laughs> I've heard somebody say that once or twice. <laughs> it's going to stick. We're going to cross things over at the fast lane next. We're back to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN. So an embarrassing breakup story for me was I was a freshman in high school and my girlfriend at the time was a gymnast. And, you know, I was a skinny 15-year-old kid and we're all hanging out. And out of nowhere, she, like, picks me up on her shoulders in front of everybody at this party and kind of, like, Lex Luger's me over her head and just embarrasses the hell out of me. Well, suffice it to say, a couple days later, she got a phone call and uh, got broken up with for that. So that's mine. That sounds like a BK story. Whoa, what? <laughs> what? Did you share your story with somebody so that they that's, could leave a mic drop? That's why BK? you stepped out Listen, of the room. it was a friend. It was Topher who yeah. said that. He had to get Topher. Topher. He had to go get water. Topher. 
Hi. Well, not everybody can use the Rhino Shield mic drop feature on the 101 ESPN app that's free to get on your iPhone. <laughs> not yeah. everybody can use that. How strong was his girlfriend or ex-girlfriend? <laughs> From what I've heard, very strong. Very strong. Well, maybe he's not that big, though. Either like, way. Like, he didn't say, I'm a six foot two. Tra- like, From maybe, what I heard, round six one, maybe one, 175, yeah, 180. Maybe. You might know you. Where's earrings? Did, I didn't have the time. <laughs> From what I've been told. Again, I've never uh, met Topher, but I'm sure he's a fine gentleman. Again, if you're listening, we've been going through breakup stories, and we're joined by Anthony Stalter from the Fast Lane. What up? And what we did here in the first segment of our show, Anthony, is we broke up with baseball. We're done. I don't we're blame done. you. We said to them, listen, it's not you, it's me, but no, it's you. Mm-hmm. And we're breaking up with you. And all day we've been going through breakup stories and some funny ones. We each told a personal one that was pretty funny. And we've had some great mic drops. Uh, in your illustrious career of dating, <laughs> is there any breakup story that would be worth talking about? Uh, doesn't have to be bad. Doesn't have to be funny. It could yeah. just be awkward. Maybe you got broken up with. Maybe somebody dumped you. Yeah, I mean, there. I first and I mean, foremost, I couldn't imagine that happening. But still, no, oh yeah, look at him—he's a yeah. stud. No, what do we want to do yeah. that? Like no, I would it definitely him. happened. Yeah, if it I was married, wow. uh, I yeah, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> I had a girlfriend, uh, junior, <laughs> junior. I think it was junior junior year of high school. Was, I, say, I, was her name junior? No, no, I junior didn't, Felix. She didn't go to the same high school. Dated dated uh, a girl from a different high school because wow, what that's, a champ. No, but that's actually <laughs> a great idea. Because then you know, when the breakup happens, you don't have to deal with that every day. So, uh, well, yeah, looking back on it, absolutely. But she broke up with me. So. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, but either way, I didn't have to, to deal with yeah, it. Exactly. Sorry to rip the scab off. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Trust me, I'm over it. Uh, so I think it was junior. Yeah, I think it was junior year of high school, and uh, I am I am from Bolingbrook, Illinois, but I went to high school in a neighboring town. So the girl that I dated for it wasn't that long but dated her for a little bit was from Bolingbrook so she went to a she went to a different high school right so um she she pulled she pulled uh, the disappearing act you, you ever you ever do that or have somebody do that to yeah, you BK did yeah. it you did it BK yeah. that was his well, go you don't, <laughs> you don't even <laughs> employed the idea before sure he it, tried uh, to didn't, hide didn't work as well for me yeah, as it he, did apparently for your ex yeah it's like uh, I, I don't even need to, to communicate with you you just figure it out we call that it the Houdini move. yeah we call it the BK now but what's great this is this was the the great part um a, bu- a buddy of mine who I grew up with, the, the, like kind of how I found out was he asked me, he's like, hey, he's like, you know, we're boys. And if you say no, you know, no big deal. <laughs> if you say no, no big deal. Don't, you know, hey, listen, I just I just want to, you know, man to man, man to man. Do you mind if I ask out? Her name was Jenny. Do you mind if I ask out Jenny? I go, why? 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 <laughs> What, what do you mean? Well, she said that you guys were broken up. I'm like, it's news to me, man. Go for it. So he's like, you didn't even know. I go, no. No clue. Uh, so I said, yeah, man, go for it. You want to you put, you put your, uh, you know what, that vice? Uh, have at it, my man. And he, and he did. He, he went out with her for like, I don't know, two weeks or whatever. He ended it, and he he like called me back. He's like, "Hey man, you uh you lucked out. <laughs> You're good." Did you thank him? 
No, I just, I'd be like, thanks hey, for taking that off my plate, dude. Go, go for it. <laughs> go for it. But yeah, the, the old disappearing act. The ghosting is uh, is the number one go-to. Yeah. I would highly recommend it to everybody, as I mentioned earlier today. Apparently yeah. somebody just said on the text line, the Houdini that I mentioned is something else, and you can't say it on the air, so... Uh, I don't know what that is. Thanks for bringing it back up, Alex. I don't know if I want to Google it later Whatever either. we do, don't Google yeah, it. Yeah, don't Google that. It's like BBC. Stay away from it. Yes, it's a British broadcasting company. Yes, mm-hmm. that's right. I heard it's real big. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Very big. Um, yeah. So BK, in his uh, infinite wisdom... You know what? We're actually no, out of time. We are not no. out of time. We're never out of time. In two minutes. Especially when we have Anthony Stalter mm-hmm. in here. BK tried to not just ghost somebody and not answer calls or not respond to texts. He was at a his frat house, and yeah. there was a party, and he thought, you know, the closet didn't have a door on. It had a curtain. He thought... I'm just going to hide in the closet so I don't have to make so contact. from Kara in my freshman yeah. year. <laughs> and uh, Kara just happened to always hide her purse in that closet because Whoops. she didn't want to get stolen. And so the curtain gets ripped back and there's BK standing there. <laughs> it's pretty much the, the sound that immediately went through the back of my mind. All blood left his body at that time. And uh, needless to say, Kara probably wasn't too impressed because, uh, yeah. Wait, we Kara, didn't talk for a year. Kara, the, your girlfriend now? Yep. You did this to her when you were a freshman? Yep. All That's, true. You guys are going to have a very happy life. Wow. <laughs> it's a game of hide and seek, and he's not very good at it, Anthony. <laughs> so you just thought, I'll just hide. Yeah. She'll yeah. be gone. She'll it'll, leave. It'll go away. She'll just disappear. I, just, I, I, I was avoiding her all night. She was at the party that I was at, That's obviously. Incredible. We're all at the fraternity house. <laughs> yeah. And hiding all night. It was very successful. It's like 12, 30, 1 o'clock in the morning, and she's walking through the hall. At that point, I'm back in my room with some, some of my buddies, and... Uh, she came into the, was walking towards the room, and I was like, I've been so successful at this all night. All I got to do is hide behind in that closet. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work as I hoped, obviously. Okay, so she she opens the, the closet, yep. or she peels back the curtain or whatever, and then what? Says, and I quote, I think I'm just going to go home. Oh, no. We legit. Wanna, I'm not kidding when I, I say this. I feel bad for her. For a year, for a calendar year, did not speak to each other. Can't imagine why. <laughs> the amount of respect you showed, showed this poor girl. You really manned up, BK. Yeah. You have been listening to the Ribs and BK podcast on 101 ESPN.